0: Welcome into the Blazers Uprise post game show.
1: This episode was streamed live and is linked in the description. Now, here are your hosts, Tori Jones and Eric Brandt.
2: What's going on everybody? Welcome into the Blazers Uprise post game show. What a win for the Portland Trail Blazers tonight. They make a statement on the second game of the season. And is anybody worried about the preseason anymore? I don't think so. The Blazers had a game that encapsulated the reasons why me and Eric were excited going into this season. They get a more impressive win in game number two than they did at any point last season. And we're gonna break it all down for you. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're having a great night. What a fun game that was. That was something else. Lots of great games to talk about from individual players. We'll go through player by player. We got a lot of impressive stuff to talk about. A lot of impressive plays. Before I get your thoughts on this game, Eric, I gotta thank a couple donos. Shout out to... JM1231 with a $10 dono. He says, bring back Stotts. <laughs> I missed the stress of playing down the bad teams and the stagnant offense which let Dane display his skill set. Also, credit to Stotts. For Nas's and Simons' play. He's been texting them. (laughs) Appreciate it, JM1231. We will talk about the coaching and just the style of play. We usually start off streams with that. So we got a lot of things to talk about with the way in which we played games. Shout out, Gray Hughes investigates with a $10 donation. He says, almost a perfect game. Great defense and offense. And it was so beautiful to watch this team play elite basketball on both sides of the floor against an elite team. And I I had the time of my life, man. This is one of the most enjoyable games. I was streaming over live on the Valley Podcast or... Uh, Suns fans, and they 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 were pretty good sports about it. Uh, yeah. You can go and rewatch that stream if you guys want for some great moments. It was a very funny stream at the end. Uh, appreciate the donation. Great use Investigate. Shout out Maurice Fenton for a five. Eric, what's the currency, Mr. Currency Expert?
0: That's uh, five. One. I want to say it's euros. I don't euros? Euros?
2: Five euros from Maurice Fenton. Uh, Apologies if I'm wrong on your currency, Maurice. But he just says, our defense. And I can't wait to talk about it. Shout out Caleb Pendergraft for a $2 donation. He says, bring Stotts back. I miss Tori's angry (laughs) rants. Well, how about for the first time in my life, a positive rant? Because that is what this whole stream is going to be, man. Oh my goodness, this win feels so good. And we're just going to soak it up and enjoy it and celebrate. That's what the stream is going to be. Eric, what are your thoughts on this masterful
0: performance for the Portland Trailblazers. So I was telling myself during the game, all right, all preseason and during the first game, I'm telling myself, all right, don't get too low. Don't get too low. It's fine. Like, there's going to be some growing pains. And then watching this game, I'm like trying to tell myself, okay, keep that same energy towards not getting too high with this one. Um, you know, be like Dame, be cool all the time, you know, no matter what happens. And, uh, but man, it was hard not to get excited when you see guys like Ant and Nas come in and just dominate a game. Uh, you see Dame only have to play 24 minutes and we blow out a team, a good team by 30, even though they're on the second night of a back to back. Um, I still feel like we did a lot of good things, especially early on in this game when it was still in doubt. And then you, you see the, the bench come in and increase our lead at times in this game. And you do it, you see it through defense and um, playing as a unit together, um, just like all the things we've been asking for a team to do. So um, I'm trying not to get too excited because it is just one game. And like I said, they the Suns pretty much mailed it in after uh, we got it big. But um at the same time, it's nice to see the team get rewarded for all their hard work um, and stuff leading up to this point. And hopefully this just uh, ramps up their confidence and their um, comfort level with this new system and that it, it that we look back at this game and see it as a springboard to... Uh, bigger things this season
2: yeah and the team needed this type of game because (laughs) they have bought into Chauncey's system and through five games they didn't have a win four of them were meaningless games and I tried to tell people don't overreact to the preseason there's going to be some growing pains we don't know how long it's going to take for them to have a complete game on both sides of the ball in which we really see the effects of Chauncey Billups being the head coach have its impact on a game right I didn't expect it to happen this soon this was the game they needed man they needed a performance performance to I don't I don't think they would have gotten down if they didn't have this performance, but it's really right. good for them to have a performance that uh shows them that the work they're putting in on the defensive end can manifest itself in a game against a good team and they can actually be a solid or even good defensive team with this roster against an elite offense in the Phoenix Suns. The Suns yep. weren't missing anybody except for Cameron Payne. And they shut down Devin Booker. They shut down Chris Paul. It's, it's just a night and day difference. Last season against the Suns team, we ran drop scheme. And I've been an outspoken critic of drop scheme. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, they were so comfortable playing out of the pick and roll against us last season. you could see it. And they had their way. And Phoenix scored around 100, 130 points in all three games against the Blazers last season. Did they look anywhere as comfortable against us tonight as they did last season no no it was like they were not ready they were thinking they were going to come into this game and we were going to play drop scheme and they were going to have a bunch of space off the pick and roll they did not have that they did not have that they were able to hit JaVale McGee a few times because we were being aggressive but overall the aggressive defense won out the aggressive pick and roll defense worked guys were rotating on the backside. guys were playing hard you have a number of Players not necessarily known for their defense that I thought played really good defensive games. And while this was an offensive masterpiece, we're going to have to touch on some guys' defense. You know, there's there's some guys that people say uh, are pretty bad defenders on this team. And I've always said, I think under a new coach, they can at least be solid. And tonight, we saw that for a game. Now, it has to become a consistent thing. Game in, game out, but mm-hmm. you, sh- you saw the potential of this team tonight, and I think this team playing the right style of basketball can be a contender-level team. This team looked like a contender tonight. Sure, it's a second night of a back-to-back for Phoenix, but Phoenix played well on second nights of back-to-backs last season, and... Even if they were playing on a second night of a back-to-back last season, they still probably would have beaten us, and still probably would have scored 130 points on us. So for us to come out and have a complete game on both sides of the floor, move the ball well, Dame didn't even play that great offensively. So it's not like a hundred, it's not like a 134-point game last year where it almost had to be Dame going berserk. Uh, Dame ended up finishing this game. Let me find his stat line here.
0: 24 minutes.
2: Dame only played 24 minutes after playing 40 minutes in game 1. Only 24 minutes and we win against the Phoenix Suns by 29 points. He was 6 for 11, 2 for 7 from 3, 19 points, 8 assists. That's a really good stat line in 24 minutes actually, but it's yeah. guys like Norman Powell in 12 minutes had 16 points. Hopefully his knee is okay. It's CJ McCollum having a great game. Anthony Simons off the bench. Nasir Little. That duo is so much fun. And we're cool. going to have to we're going to have to talk more about the bench. Just overall though, to encapsulate this game man is <sighs> it's it's nice for our optimism it's nice to see our optimism play itself out on the court and everything we've been thinking about this team eric actually manifest manifest itself in reality because i picked the suns going into this game to win this game because i hadn't seen the blazers play both sides of the court at a high enough level yet we saw it tonight to an extent that i did not expect in game two
0: yeah for sure um Let me just read off play-by-play. He says, I wish I could donate, but right now it's awesome to see stuff Chauncey's talking about come to life in the second game of the season. And, uh, yeah, it's just really – I mean, I I don't think we can say enough how much this will help them both in practices and uh, next film session, the accountability stuff, when you see it actually start to pay out on the court. And – it knows. It's just one game. It could go right back to being bad again next game. But um, when you're building towards something, there is the possibility of reaching levels and then a higher level and a higher level and just keep on pushing that momentum. Um, so hopefully we don't see... Um, you know, the last two years were frustrating because we'd win a couple games and we'd be like, okay, finally the Blazers are riding the ship maybe a little bit. And then we'd lose to, uh, you know, a crappy team or something. And then we'd, um, you know, go 500 for a few games. And then we'd win a couple and be like, okay, now look at the next six games. Like we should go five and one over these games. And then we'd come out and go three and three and just never seem to get on track. So if this team can use games like this to propel them to, Having the type of season that the Suns and Jazz had last year, um, I think those are those are key steps. Is is building on that momentum rather than just okay, we arrive now. And I don't think Chauncey's going to let them uh, rest on their laurels like uh, Stotts might have in the last couple of years.
2: Yeah, yeah. But what do you think about this game? Just as maybe a game that the team needed for morale
0: purposes. Uh, absolutely. I mean, we heard about how. They might be tired not because of obviously not playing games because there hasn't been many games, but just because they worked harder than at any point in their careers in training camp. And, like, practices were tough. Practices were super intense, I heard. Um, A lot of that was probably because we had some guys in here battling for spots and minutes and stuff like that. So, um, And then you have young guys, you know, that are ready to burst out. So, man, that's just encouraging because – um, anytime you have intense practices and, and you can ramp it up like that. Um, I, I feel like it benefits the team now during the season, it'll be interesting how that plays out. Uh, I did hear that the Blazers practiced full practice the last two days. Um, most of the time under Stotts, he liked to give them rest a lot in between games and didn't practice a lot, uh, in terms of full, uh, drills and practices during the season. So, uh, as the season goes along, we'll have. That's something we need to keep an eye on: is how that affects their endurance and conditioning, and um, just their ability to be in games and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I like that attitude right now. I, I'm was against when you have issues as a team and you're not even practicing or bothering to work on them on your days off. I just feel like you're kind of like giving up on the season, and you're kind of like knowing that it's either. Dave's going to have to take over or we lost this game and there's not much we can do about it. So I like that they're actually trying to do stuff. And uh, I I like that they have a win like this against a good team. And uh, we've talked about it on Wednesday, you lose to the Kings, but if you beat the Suns, you're pretty much right where you were supposed to be after two games anyway. So um, I I really like this win and I really like uh, how many people contributed to it. So they all have a positive feeling uh, going home tonight.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to see the team not get flustered from some of the struggles in the preseason and continue to buy in because that's that's something that I was a little bit worried about, and I was worried, worried about if we lose this game and the next game is not going to be easy. It's against the Los Angeles Clippers. Like, Sure, the players are still going to say they're bought in, but I, I was a little bit worried about if they didn't see it soon enough that Mm -hmm. some of the players would get a little bit discouraged and not necessarily like end up not being bought into it. Just, I felt like this team with a hard early season schedule might end up being a little bit discouraged. And after tonight, those worries are all out the window because even if they struggle next game, they've seen the potential of this team playing an aggressive defensive style, having a better defensive game this game than any game they had last season. And, if this is a game, offensively, where Dane plays 24 minutes, Norman Powell plays 12. It, it's a offensive game in which you had role players step up. Larry Nance Jr. hits two threes. Anthony Simons, it, it, uh, Nasir Little. The bench looks phenomenal. Dennis Smith Jr. comes in and plays well. In, in, I mean, it maybe wasn't meaningful minutes, but it was still... Uh, early on enough in the game where it meant something. He got subbed in near the end of that third quarter where it seemed like Phoenix might be making their final run. Uh, so it's just a lot of guys contributing to this too, which I think is a confidence booster in itself for a guy like Nasir Little to follow up a good game one with a good game two. For a guy like Anthony Simons, who at this point, Eric, looks like a sixth man of the year caliber player.
0: It's... I mean, it's he good. looks like a starter maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dude, I mean, Suns fans talked about how they have a really good bench. Our bench outplayed theirs. Mm-hmm. Zeller, Nance, defensively, great combination. Uh, and then they just they make the right plays. You know what I mean? They're not players that force stupid shots. Imagine having Carmelo Anthony off the bench, Eric. And I know you talked about him in a more positive light than I did last season. But this bench unit's running. They're moving the ball. They're playing unselfish. I'm happy we don't have a guy who will catch the ball a bit of a ball stopper we feed him in the post and we just all stand around and watch him shoot fadeaway mid-range twos at like a 38 percent clip and that's the staple of our bench offense i am so glad we are past that and now have a couple role players in nance and zeller who can score in their own right but do the little things play defense and now you have your bench scorer in simons cj running with the bench unit he's looked phenomenal And Nasir Little is looking pretty good as well. He hits a three tonight, has a couple impressive drives, especially in transition. This bench lineup had a good game one, had a great game two tonight, and it was coupled with the starters playing well uh, on top of that. And I just think overall this was – I couldn't imagine a better game for the morale of the team and individual players than what they did tonight.
0: Yeah, and uh, there was a stretch where – it was like four or five possessions in a row where we got a stop and ran in transition and threw some crazy LU passes. Mm-hmm. The LUP and the the LUP to Nas. Um and then the next time down, Nas gets a, a dunk that got called off. But you know, they were here's the deal. Not only are we playing better basketball, but it's also fun to play this kind of basketball, too. So the players, like all of them had a huge smile on their face. They were all loving it. Um, when you get out and run and make plays uh, on both ends, uh, I mean, that just brightens up the team, man. And and it was just so nice to see a game where all these guys were were just having fun out there and playing the right way as well.
2: Yep. Shout out to one of our channel members, Pineapples. He says, "What tweet about Norm? Initial findings on Portland guard Norman Powell's left knee suggest that he's avo- avoided a serious injury." Sources tell ESPN, so that's a good thing. That's good news. I don't know what play that happened. I didn't see that happened. I was a little surprised when he didn't return. But Norm has been banged up this season. If he's going to miss time, then Nasir Little's going to be starting some basketball games most likely. He started the second half and. He's played well the first two games. I can trust Nasir Little playing the three next to Damon CJ. His defense has been impressive. I think he's looked like a good on-ball defender. So, like, Norm had a great game tonight. So I don't want to understate what he means to the team. But Mm -hmm. if he misses a couple weeks, I think we're fine. I think we're fine. That's what. That's where it pays off having confidence in a guy like Nas, despite him having a tough first preseason game and then missing the final three. That's why it's nice to have a coach who'll still throw him in there in game one, first guy off the bench, and show confidence in him despite the only performance he had before that in the preseason. He looked really bad. And the payoff is... He's been really good the first two games of this regular season, and now I think he has the confidence where if he ends up stepping in and starting for a week or two, hopefully it's not longer, he'll be just fine.
0: This has been my frustration the last two seasons with Nas sitting on the bench, not getting this opportunity. We see him start a game because of injuries two years ago, completely locks down Siakam. like He had him completely flustered, We're beating the Raptors at home. And then inexplicably, he doesn't play the rest of the game. He goes out in the third quarter and doesn't come back in. And Siakam torches uh, Hazonia in the fourth quarter. And we end up losing at home to the Raptors. And then Nas doesn't really get to play much after that. And and then last year, we see him have flashes of providing like a spark or a little bit of energy or getting out and just – making plays and then we hear oh he's too lost on defense but that's why he needs minutes he needs mm-hmm. to he needs to learn on the court so um
2: and that's exactly what Chauncey said when Chauncey yeah. was asked about him is Chauncey said he needs more experience and the only way he's going to get that experience is by playing you can right. only get experience by experiencing real meaningful minutes and learning from mm-hmm. your mistakes out there on the court. And Chauncey's a guy who's been willing to or, I mean, we're still early on in the season but yeah. he seems like a guy who's willing to just throw Nasir in there, teach Nasir what he's doing wrong, teach Nasir the right things to do, how to correct his mistakes, and won't punish him for them. And that's exactly who you need leading young players. That's exactly what cultivates young guys taking a step in production on offense and on defense.
0: Yeah, And, like, then we have to hear all, like, oh, we don't have any wings that can play defense or do anything. It's like, well, at this point of the season, we talked about this a lot last year, right? Like, you need Nas to get those minutes because that's, like, the type of person who could be a difference maker in a series in the playoffs if you have that extra wing defender. So if he figures it out by the playoffs, you have a game changer there. But, like, we never even gave him enough minutes to make that difference. And that... Just the energy he brings, like how many times last year did we say this team just lacked effort or looked like they were stuck in mud and stuff? And the players like that, you need to play them. And uh, I, I, I'm just glad that he's actually getting a chance this year. Um, and uh, I think, I mean, we're just seeing this after a couple of games, you know? Like mm-hmm. imagine like 20, 30 games into the season, if he could consistently gets minutes like this, how much he's going to improve uh, both with his confidence in in the game and just um, knowing where to be uh, playing defense a little smarter um, he still he still does um, get out of position at times um, but that's that's what you need film and you need uh, opportunities for chauncey to teach him how to do that so I, I feel like by the playoffs um, after a full season we're going to be talking about having a guy who can maybe, not you're never going to lock down like a a Paul George or a or someone like that a Michael Porter Jr. completely, but like you have a guy now that you could stick on him and feel like you have at least a fighter's chance of getting some stops when those guys try to take over games.
2: Yep. Yep, 100% agree with that. Let's look at some team stats from tonight.
0: Before we do that, we should probably get caught back up on Yeah, let's catch up on the
2: donations. Then we'll look at the team stats. We got team stats. That's a little teaser for you. We got team stats that we're going to be putting in this year. Uh, We didn't have that on last stream. We have that for this stream. Shout out to Krish for helping me with the graphics and making it all possible. All right, so donations, Eric. I think the next one was ads, correct? Yep,
0: that's right.
2: Ads, $5 dono. He says, great game. Watched from the 100 section. We played with energy tonight. Nasir Little and Simons were great. Nance still looking like he's finding his role. And, uh, man, I'm kind of jealous of you going to that game tonight ads. I'm sure it was a lot of fun to be there in person. Appreciate the $5 dono. I think Nance was fine tonight. He shot two threes and made them both. And looked confident. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is when you move the ball and guys are playing well, it's almost contagious. It's almost like the whole offense had a rhythm tonight and it didn't matter who like Ben McLemore comes in the game and (laughs) hits two threes immediately. Larry Nance hits both his threes. It's like contagious when everybody has a share in the offense and it's clicking. Sure. It might result in CJ McCollum hitting a bunch of the shots, but if guys are catching the ball, driving and kicking to CJ and he's getting shots like that, you know, it's, they're getting in the rhythm, and that's why I wanted more ball movement, you know? So, uh, the previous years, it's like CJ or Dane might be hot, but nobody else had a rhythm. They're standing around on offense watching them have to c- carry the entire thing. So, uh, it's that's what I like about being able to move the ball, and that's what I noticed tonight is the good offensive play, the good shooting. It was almost contagious.
0: And CJ did have a few, uh, you know, iso plays, which... Once again, if he's hot, fine. Like I'm, I'm cool with that. Like mm-hmm. if he's if he's hitting, um, but for the most part, uh, I felt like a lot of the game they were getting their shots like secondary in the offense. So like it would they would try to run something first, they would try to pass a little bit, mm-hmm. and then it would come back to them, and then they'd run pick and roll and Dame with two to three or something like that. So um, I like that. I, w- you talked about that how many times last year? run a play first. If it doesn't work, you can always do their pick and roll in your ISO situations. Um, You can do that at any point in the shot clock. You don't have to do that right away in your offense. So as a first option on offense, I like exploiting and trying to get someone open first. And if that doesn't work, of course, let your playmakers make plays. And in terms of Nance, I I, I just feel like this is a guy who he's always going to look like that. So, (laughs) But, but he makes winning plays. So, like, how many like deflections did he have on defense? How many times was mm-hmm. he in the right spot? How many times did he uh, help in the right situation? How many times did he make the extra pass on on offense? Um, and sometimes you want him to shoot, and he's that's going to be a problem. You know, sometimes he's open and he doesn't shoot because he's so unselfish. But that's just the way he plays, and that's what makes someone a good teammate and a good role player is just – He doesn't try to come in and score 15 points in five minutes, you know, like a Bazemore would have tried to do two years ago. Um, He he just comes in and does his job. And and that might look like he's trying to find his role or whatever, but that's exactly the way he plays. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that.
2: Yep. Uh, Next donation we had was... JM1231 back again with a $2 dono. He says, can we please bring back Portlandia just for tonight? I think he's unbanned, man. I mean, uh, I'm sure he enjoyed this win. And maybe maybe now he says, okay, maybe you guys were right. Uh, that was a guy that uh, led to a lot of debates, good-spirited yeah. debates most of the time uh, last season on our channel uh, when we were criticizing the coaching. And, uh, I mean, tonight... This this is why I was criticizing the coaching last year because the way we played tonight was something that wasn't possible with Terry Stossely in the way, in my opinion. Shout out Scott Bossy with a 7 Canadian dollar donation. He says when they doubled Dame, we actually passed inside instead of across the court. Dame inside to Zeller to a corner three. And that's why I like Zeller as a backup center, because he makes the smart play. Zeller is
0: fantastic.
2: Dude, he does the little things, man. And that's Mm -hmm. what I was trying to tell people. And Cody Zeller was like a running joke, all offseason long, like, Mm -hmm. oh, Dame says he needs help, and you guys went out and got him Cody Zeller. But Cody Zeller is maybe the best Minimum contract back a big in the league. To get that guy on a minimum contract is such an insane bargain. And Oshe deserves credit. And I was trying to tell people, you're underrating Cody Zeller's impact on a basketball game going into this year. And I figured it was going to be a situation where, yeah, if you look at him statistically, he doesn't jump out to you. But I figured once he starts playing games, people are going to realize this guy does the little things that help you win games. This guy makes the right plays. And when you have a guy like Dame who's getting trapped, it's so nice to have two centers that are able to pass the ball, able to make the right play out of the short roll. And Larry Nance Jr. is another big that can pass the ball, and he can play some small ball five. He has a nine-foot standing reach. He's just fine at the five, and he can hit some threes. So I like that Olshay went out and got two backup bigs that are able to pass the ball so that when Dame gets trapped... Especially when you got shooters like a Norman Powell and Anthony Simons, Nasir Little, uh, CJ McCollum, etc., to be able to have a big that can kick out to those guys and make the plays out of the short role is is phenomenal. But the thing is, is we also set up the floor where, when they trapped Dame, we were able to take advantage, and that was something that we needed to do better this season. And I'm already seeing that. So, uh, Zeller. Uh, I already love Cody Zeller, man. Cody Zeller is a guy that plays hard. Every possession plays defense knows where to be and makes the right plays. Does the little things.
0: Yeah, man. It's like, I just said about Nance having two of those guys as your four or five off the bench that are just so smart. And so just know how to play the game, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zeller just, he knows when to push on those traps. He knows when to recover. Um, He knows when to attack the ball handler. He, he's hardly ever out of position just like nance and that alone is a huge step um and will go a long ways to uh solidifying that defensive uh paint area because those guys just you're you're not going to beat them because you you tricked them or you got them out of position if you're going to have to make a tough play which we saw the suns do a few times uh like you mentioned cp3 made some really nice passes to to mcgee and and aiden Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, that guy's a master at passing those, those, uh, those crisp passes in the paint in traffic. So,
2: and you're not going to be able to stop everything with it. a guy like that,
0: but the fact that you have to make it that hard and where mm-hmm. he has to throw like a, an incredible pass just to get someone open or someone has to hit like a turnaround fadeaway shot. Um, I felt like Nurk did a pretty good job at that tonight, a couple of times he got out of position. Yeah. Um, but for the most part yeah our our uh, front court defense has just been really good in these first two games
2: chris paul tonight in 26 minutes eric do you know how many points he had
0: uh i want to say like four maybe four four
2: exactly right
0: four I points all, from chris I can paul i remember him making two like jumpers yeah he's a guy who <laughs> always crushes us mm-hmm. and i always said you cannot
2: play drop scheme against chris paul Like, you have to know who you're going against in terms of pick-and-roll ball handlers. And you have to play schemes depending on who that pick-and-roll ball handler is. And maybe you switch it up to give them different looks so they're not ready when they come off a screen. They don't know exactly what defense you're in. Because that's the thing. If you're making the same basketball reads all game long, you're going to get better through repetition if the defense isn't mixing it up. But if you're going to run one scheme, make it aggressive. Make it so that... When he's coming off the screen, he's seeing two bodies and he's getting smothered and he's struggling to get the ball out because that's a lot better than giving him a bunch of space and hoping that he misses the mid-range jumper or doesn't get a pull-up three somehow. Like That's why I was so frustrated last season with the way we ran our defense. And Mm. a lot of people scream personnel, man, but you can't just give a guy like a Chris Paul a bunch of space off the pick and roll. And we didn't tonight. And look what happened. Despite our small, undersized starting lineup, four points in 26 minutes for a guy who normally crushes us. That's not a coincidence. Uh, and thank goodness we don't have... I mean, I appreciate Ennis Kanter, man, but aren't we happy that we have Cody Zeller defensively instead of Ennis Canner? There were some people saying we were going to miss Ennis Canner. Dude, Cody Zeller's a better player. He's a better all-around player. He's better at pretty much everything except for offensive rebounding. But here's the thing. If we're making more shots, offensive <laughs> rebounding isn't needed as
0: much. And he's still a really good offensive rebounding.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, so...
0: The thing is so i see a lot of people like well we just shot really well tonight and stuff like that that's the reason why we won but we if let's say we miss like 10 percent of our shots more you know we We're still winning. would have won this game because of our defense yeah. and that's that's the encouraging thing is we didn't need to shoot this well mm-hmm. we just now when you combine shooting this well with our defensive effort we blow a team out um whereas you know in the past might this might have been a victory still, but it might have been like 134, 130 or something, you know, where we had to make plays down the stretch and Dame played 40 minutes and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, try and, once again, try not to get too high on one game, but uh, very encouraging that we, we pretty much won this game because we locked down some of their best players.
2: Yep, 100% agree. Next donation, let's get through these and then head over to Team Stats. Apples, three us. Three Australian dollar donation. He says, Larry Dance Perfect from three. I thought he missed one in his first game, but perfect tonight for sure. Did he miss one in yeah. his first game?
0: I think so. I think it was just talking yeah. tonight.
2: I mean, I'll take two for three, though. 67%. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. So shout out Apples for three Australian dollar dono, And then shout out Funk Master General for the $13.40 donation. He says, most <laughs> important stat, Eric. CJ Ellaby, zero turnovers. <laughs> Any number of minutes. Greatest of all time. Absolute GOAT. CJ, Ella be the GOAT, man. Uh, I love how Chris in the bottom bar put in parentheses, ellie <laughs> Who Who that's, came up with that tonight? That's
1: me,
0: dude. That's that was me. you? Good yep. job, Eric. Round of and applause I- for you. I said trademark on my tweets so no one can copy it. <laughs>
2: yeah, Eric has the <laughs> trademark
0: on Ellie Ooh. Although I gave Amara permission to use it if she wants, but
2: um. <laughs> hopefully she does. That's a great. That's a great. Um, uh, that's that's clever, man. Shout out to Eric for being uh, being clever.
0: <laughs> but dude, the CJ Elvy, no matter what you say about that dude. He threw down an alley in a basketball game, an NBA game. So he can always tell he his got family. got
2: up and the hair was flowing back all He threw down an alley in an actual NBA game. No one can ever Who that Who threw that hoop? Was that Dennis Smith Jr.? I think it was, yeah.
0: Great pass. I was like, I was like is he really <laughs> going to throw this hoop <laughs> Dude, there
2: was just a stretch of this game where like, where just things were happening. Where it was just like, oh my goodness. Like Ant will hit a pull-up three contested. And then the next time down... Dennis Smith Jr. is Rajon Rondoing JaVale McGee and then fading away on him. And then Ellaby's throwing down an alley oop dunk. Then Greg Brown is throwing down an alley oop dunk right after he gets his first career technical in his first minute. His first <laughs> stat, Eric, was a technical foul. <laughs> I guess he's gonna be our future Rashid Wallace, man. That, that's, that's I was weird. hyped about that. I've never been happy about a blazer getting a technical until then. <laughs> so uh yeah, it was just a stretch of this game where things were happening. It's just like, oh my goodness, dude. It's it's surreal right now. And even, you know, I was on with uh Sundo and Gabe, and even they were saying, like, What? <laughs> what? Uh it was <laughs> Undescribable, man, and I'm so excited to watch the highlights after this stream. Just go back and look at that stretch where we're just making insane play after insane play. And the alley is the perfect encapsulation of that.
0: The only problem with this game, since we had 13 healthy players going into the game, mm-hmm. our guy, Kelvin Blevins, did not get in the where game. Where was Kelvin he, Bledgins? He was, he was not in uniform tonight, along with Trenton Watford. Man, where was our because, victory really, cigar,
2: man? That's sad. Okay. We could
0: have seen him do some crazy stuff in that. Dude, with
2: day. the way everybody was making plays, like he would have hit a pull-up three, then a dunk on someone. Like that's the way this game went tonight. Even, even someone's
0: wife with a poster dunk. That was, <laughs> Dude, I would have lost
2: my would mind. Have I, would have, I, I, I might not be here right now if he threw a poster dunk <laughs> on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh and then the last uh it's not a donation but andrew hartwell six month member he just says let's go uh appreciate andrew for being a member for six months when you hit a milestone and i think it's like one month two months six months a year you get a chat message so appreciate it andrew if you want to become a channel member hit the join button below tomorrow probably in the evening maybe like 11 p.m i don't know sometime tomorrow i'm gonna drop a film breakdown over on a separate channel and that'll be available to channel members only so that'll be an exclusive for channel members as a thank you to you i'll be doing those weekly this season if you want to become a channel member the lowest membership tier is only two dollars a month you can hit the join button down below this video it helps us out and you get some cool perks uh that intro i saw people talking about wanting that is a computer uh a computer screensaver that will be available to channel members as well uh i saw people asking for that. And I hadn't even thought about that, but that's a great idea because I love the way the intro animation looks. shout out to Mateo for hooking me up with that. That was uh, better than I was expecting as far as our intro animation. So anyway, no, and that's
0: good. If you, if you uh, aren't in a position to donate or um, join as a member, uh, totally understandable. Uh, we love everyone for supporting this the same. But if you don't mind just giving us a like on the video, uh, it really helps us out uh, there. So we don't usually beg for likes, but we have uh, almost 400 people watching. So appreciate that if you could do that for us.
2: Yeah, yeah. Hit that like button, man. I'm all about just (coughs) bringing you guys Blazers, Breakdown Blazers content. So I don't even really think about, you know, the YouTube side of things. Like hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, all that stuff. But it does help us out. So uh, if you do, we appreciate it.
0: My guy, Tori, uh, had a radio spot earlier on Rip City Radio before the game mm-hmm. and did an incredible job there. I so. was nervous for that, to big, be honest with you. <laughs> big things happening.
2: Yeah, shout out to Steven Vaughn, man. Uh, he was filling in for Chad Doing and Travis Demers on – Root City Radio six twenty, and he had me on as a guest, not just some random guy calling in on the phones. He had me in as a guest, so that was pretty and cool. First really time I've job. done that. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. I, it means a lot because I was nervous going into that. It was my first radio spot, and it's a different environment. In this, this is chill, interactive, and fun. Um, a little, di- little different. I enjoyed myself on there. Don't get me wrong. It was just I was a little bit nervous going into <laughs> that. So uh, glad that people enjoyed that segment on the radio. Shout out to CR Slack or five dollar dono he says more accurate simon's sixth man of the year or most improved this year i mean if he's averaging 16 a game which if he gets the minutes i don't know if that's out of the realm of possibility if he's averaging 16 and 4 16 and 5 then maybe it's just going to be hard for him to get the minutes if he was playing 36 minutes a game this year i would say he's the front runner for most improved because he would absolutely average 20 a game if he was playing Mm -hmm. starters minutes he looks phenomenal not only as a shooter, but, like, attacking the rim, his float game. Like, that was such a shifty move he pulled on JaVale McGee to get to the rim out of the Mm pick-and-roll. And And then his playmaking is better. His passing is better. So he is taking a jump this year. You already see it. And he's playing with a ton of confidence.
0: Yeah, uh, that guy, like you said, if he, I think he's just getting minutes away from really uh, truly breaking out in this league. And uh, I hope that's still with the Blazers. Uh, understandable if at some point he needs to have his own team um, because I think he could be that good. Um, but this guy, um, it's you don't want Norm to be out. I, I hope that's not the case. We need Norm. Um, but the silver lining in that would be that all the minutes would be there for Simons to play. Um, and he could just uh, get all of the minutes he can handle, which – I never see him really tired out there, so I feel like he could play 30 minutes a game and it's Mm -hmm. not a problem. Uh, So I'd like to see him get that opportunity maybe at some point. And, uh, I mean, Dang, we came in, Dame goes out, you know, partway through the third quarter and we end up blowing the game open with Simons out there, you know, and Dame doesn't have to come back in. Uh, If Simons is that good to where he can kind of keep those guys from having to play heavy minutes, and you can rely on him to uh, play crucial stretches of games um, and rest those guys and maybe even load manage them throughout the year. That's going to be a very nice advantage for us. and Also, that's the kind of thing that helps you get recognition for a six-man is coming in and providing um, that kind of thing to where the starters don't have to do everything for the team.
2: Yep. Let's thank the final donation you guys keep it rolling i appreciate it shout out uh rip city 1977 aka brady he says hey bros this is brady from twitter love what i saw tonight Tori. you killed in the radio spot today let's go blazers appreciate it brady man uh appreciate the dono good to hear from you good to see you in here tonight and thank you for the thank you for the compliment man uh hopefully there's more of those to come because that's that's fun to be able to to go and do something a little bit different for a good 15 minutes and talk about why fans should be patient because that's the thing is you if you listen to other platforms I feel like we are the most patient and we are preaching patience this year, whereas other platforms are like, "Eh, I'm not so sure. I went on today and just said it might take some time, but I fully believe that what Chauncey is doing will end up working in the long run. And then it's it's awesome to have said that on the radio and then had this game play out tonight. I mean, I thought. I thought it was going to take longer than this to put together a game quite like this. And, uh, you know, we still might have some growing pains, you know, so I don't want to say, like, okay, we're here. We're, we're not there yet. We have to see it consistently through a larger sample size than just one game. But I didn't expect such a complete game against a good team like this this early on in the season. So uh, things are things are looking up right now for sure. Anyway... Team stats. Eric, let's look at the team stats. I have not looked at this yet, so I'm curious to see. Here you go. The Blazers shoot 54% from the field uh, compared to Phoenix's 48%. Uh, Blazers 21 for 50, man. 21 for 50. Shoot more threes than twos, but if you're shooting at that clip, absolutely, you'll absolutely take that.
0: It was nice to see them go down after. They were getting good luck, so I feel like all preseason and – first game, but guys who normally make them weren't, and Mm -hmm. we told you guys not to worry about that.
2: Yep, Uh, we did miss six free throws, so that's not super good, but it didn't matter in the end. Eight offensive rebounds for the Blazers, seven for Phoenix. Assist numbers, 24 for us uh, on 51 field goals, so more unassistant field goals than Uh, assisted ones, but you'll take it. I thought the ball movement was good tonight, but when you got guys cooking off the dribble, especially a CJ, you know, you you ain't going to worry about assists if you're getting buckets. So, uh, eight steals, five blocks, nine turnovers for the Blazers. That's a good number to see after their turnover struggles during the preseason, and then I forget how many turnovers they had game one, but it's been an issue so far early on in the season. Only nine for Portland, 14 for Phoenix, 21 fast break Eric's to... Fast break points, Eric, to six fast break points. I can't it's talk. Fast, breaking fast break Eric's, man. Fast break Eric's. That's <laughs> the thing, apparently. 21 fast break points for Portland to six for Phoenix. We were yeah. the worst fast breaking team in the league last year. We, In terms of frequency, we fast broke the least. <laughs> and Phoenix was up there near the top. So, overall... For us to have 21 fast break points and Phoenix to only have 6 after a game one in which Portland really struggled to defend in transition against Sacramento, Portland had a defensive rating of 181 in transition against Sacramento. That's 181 points per 100 possessions. That's horrible. We were horrible in terms of transition defense in game one. To step up and only give up 6 fast break points to a Phoenix Suns team the next game? That's a massive improvement.
0: I agree. And I'll take... uh 24 assists to nine turnovers that's a really good number i think in my opinion um because we average what 20 assists a game Mm -hmm. the last couple years are right around 20 and people would say oh well you have the low turnovers so that makes up for it well we just made some sloppy passes in the first game so I i felt like once we cleaned up some of those passes and stopped making silly mistakes that that Uh, Both the assist number and the turnover number would come back to normal, and it looks like it
2: did. Yep, 50 points in the paint for Portland, 56 for Phoenix. They were able to get into the point. Their three-point shots were not falling outside of a little mini flurry in the third quarter. Uh, Foul advantage in our favor. Largest lead, 37 points to to a one-point lead for Phoenix. So this was a game that Portland dominated through and through uh, to get the 29-point win.
0: Also, a thing that stands out to me is the 15 fouls. Um, I think it was the third quarter last game where we got into foul trouble Mm -hmm. early and they just paraded to the free throw line. So that was huge, especially against a crafty guy like Chris Paul um, to where if you get into foul trouble, he'll just foul bait you. Um, So I I like the fact that we didn't uh, reach a lot. We didn't foul a lot in this game and stayed out of foul trouble.
2: Yep, uh, agree with that. Uh, let me. What what else you got in your mind? I gotta help.
0: Well, uh, Zach posted a link a little a few minutes ago to uh, the Blazers locker room after the game. I mm-hmm. saw Dame uh, at the conclusion of the game immediately run up and grab the game ball, and I tweeted this out that I'm assuming he was grabbing it to give to Billups as a celebration for his first win. And it was pretty cool to see the team all excited uh, when Chauncey came in the locker room. So go check that out later uh, if you want to, or you can if you want to play it on here.
2: Yeah, I don't know how I'd get it in here yeah. properly, but that is something that I'll have to sort out in the future. Uh, let me know, DM me, or let me know in chat once Chauncey Billups' interview is up. I want to watch up. his, is it up? Do you want to yeah. watch it right now?
0: Sure, Jackson's got it up Alrighty. In, in chat.
2: All righty, let me pull it up here for you guys. We'll listen to Chauncey Billups after his first career NBA win. I said that like I had it ready to go as if it was going <laughs> to I do not have it ready to go yet. <laughs> uh, I forgot to I forgot to type. All right, here we go. It's uh the quote says, "So many multiple efforts defensively. It was fun to be a part of." All righty. One minute ago, so perfect timing with me bringing it up right there. It's an 11-minute interview. Uh, Afterwards, we'll go through uh, individual players, and then we'll look around the league. So let me bring this up. I have this. uh, So in my streaming software, I bring up this window for the coach, right? And right now it says Stott's interview. Oh, no. Billup's interview. Nice. I'm happy to make that change right now. So Billup's interview. Here we go with
1: Chauncey Billups. It's crazy, man. I mean, I knew I was in trouble when, before I was walking in, I was walking through and people started putting their cameras up. So, you know, all I know is that water was cold as hell. <laughs> I'm like, y'all couldn't find room temperature water or something? But that was it was incredible though. I mean, it was, it was an incredible win for us today. Um, things came together, you know, we, we just played extremely hard on the defensive end and we finally started getting some shots to go, uh, you know how it is, when you get shots to go, it helps your defense, you know, people are playing with confidence, everybody's kind of getting, the, moving the ball, sharing the ball, and there were times out there where I, it just, it looked like we may have had six guys on the floor, people were just so many different multiple efforts defensively, so it was fun to, it's fun to be a part of a little
2: more that the wind kind of
1: showed everything that you've been talking about it's kind of you know what's yeah what's you know we 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 played as good as you know we could play you know to be honest i mean we made shots defensively we did a really good job we took care of the basketball uh, we were focused in on all of our coverages and um Man, it it was just beautiful. You know, it was beautiful to see, and it was beautiful not only for me, but for the guys to see um, what we're capable of when we're focused, right? I mean, that's a championship caliber team that is hungry. You know, um, obviously, we caught them on a back to back. Um, That's the advantage, one of the advantages of being here in Portland. One is our crowd, two, where we are located. You know, whenever we catch somebody on a back to back, I mean, it's there's a lot of long flights coming here, you know. So I'm proud of these dudes, man. I'm proud of these dudes. We've been we've been working extremely hard, um, and we've had shown some spurts, obviously. And today we 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 did it for the entire game. Do you feel like this was an example of how we
2: clean up all the mistakes
1: from the first game? You guys practiced Thursday and Friday, being detail oriented. Did you feel like they cleaned up a lot of those mistakes? Yeah, I did. I feel like we did clean some things up, you know. Um, and like I said, after game one, I felt like we played hard enough to win the game. Um, we just didn't shoot the ball well, you know, even though I thought we generated good shots. Tonight, we generated good shots. We made shots. And defensively, man, we were just all over the place.
2: Do
1: you have any indication on Norman? No, I don't. Uh, he, t- he got an MRI. Uh, so I'm just praying for good news on it.
2: Why, why do you think things clicked on defense like that? Because it was visibly
1: obvious that they were. More- you know, we talked in the locker room before the game, and I just said, let's let's. It, w- one thing we haven't done a great job of is having good starts. So let's let's focus in on our good starts. You know, we focused in on just sprinting back, getting back in transition, um, which has kind of been an issue for us. You know, we've we've been a poor transition defensive team early this season. And so I said, if we can do that and we can load our defense up and get back, then we got a better chance of stopping them, you know, um, or containing them at least. And we were focused, very, very focused from the early, from the onset of the game. And I just felt like when you're that focused on that end and now some shots start going down, that's just more energy and more life. Um, and we just, we just kept it going. Would
0: you were, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. there were a couple times where...
2: They had Aiden and Javale diving to the rim and
1: like the backside guy kind of disrupted that. Was that something that you guys scouted or was that kind of just like general like attention focus on the defense? Yeah, uh we that's just that's kind of, you know, that defense, that particular defense that we were playing is always a low man. It should be a low man there. Um a lot of times and look, they got some lobs there, they got some layups there, which happens. But a lot of times, we, we messed up that coverage, but we were playing so hard. And I, this is what I preach to our team all the time. like When you're playing extremely hard, you can mess up some coverages. Um, but those multiple efforts, you cover up for some of those things. And I thought tonight, uh, we did that. And sometimes we did it right. Sometimes we didn't. Um, but our, our effort, and, and as hard as we played, it, it, it helped us. What do you think about C CJ's
0: performance, particularly in the third quarter, where you guys really
1: yeah, you know, CJ is, he's been great, man. He's been great. I mean, tonight he, he held us, he, he continued to stay aggressive. Um, you know, we were spreading the floor and uh, we was able to, you know, to take advantage of the coverage that they played defensively on him. And he just stayed aggressive. Like there was a time or two when I, I wanted to get him out of there, but because he had been running kind of long and I just kept saying, all right, next play because he keeps making a shot. Next play. Maybe I get him next play. And, uh, you know, he just kept going. He just kept going. I mean, CJ's been, to me, he's been really focused. Um, He asked more questions than anybody on the team in practice and in coverages and in offense. I mean, he's always asking questions and trying to pick it up, you know. Uh, It was good to see him continue to play well.
2: And I'll I'll just say this right now. CJ played really good defensively. I kind of teased that in the opener to this Mm -hmm. stream. But, like, CJ had it going offensively and through two games has been phenomenal on the offensive end. But defensively, this game did a phenomenal job on Devin Booker, I think. There There was plays where he would wasn't even guarding Devin Booker. There was a play that stands out in my mind where he stunted at Devin Booker, and stunting is when you just, you're guarding somebody else, but you take a step at the ball to make the ball handler either pick up his dribble or discourage them from shooting. And CJ textbook, stunted at the ball when Devin Booker probably had a pull-up. Devin Booker picked it up because CJ was stepping towards him, passed it to CJ's guy, and CJ got back to the ball. I don't know if that player shot, if it did, it was a very contested shot that he missed, but CJ got back to his guy and just little things like that some fans might not m- notice, but the fact that CJ who I've always said is kind of struggled off the ball is doing stuff like that. He I was watching him off the ball in this game and he looked really really good defensively and the whole knock on him is oh he's too short. Well, I saw a number of times where he contested Devin Booker to the point that Devin Booker was missing shots on him because mm-hmm. of CJ's shot contests. And it's like, we're talking, oh, if he's two inches taller, he's fine. Like, really? Is that the <laughs>
0: that the difference yeah.
2: between us being able to be a good defense or being destined to suck? I never understood that narrative. And tonight, I understand that narrative even less because what I saw tonight was CJ McCollum playing phenomenal defense.
0: Yep and uh this is a good point to bring up what cj had a message for the crowd tonight after he hit that long three Mm -hmm. and uh my lip-reading expert says he yelled after he hit that dame-esque three uh he yelled to the crowd y'all want to trade me huh (laughs) is that what he said It it looks like it looks correct if you look at his uh, lips after that play. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: mean, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing I've never been – I've never begged to trade CJ. I really want Pascal Siakam for CJ this past offseason, but if CJ is going to play like he played the first 13 games of last year before he got hurt in the first two games of this year, if he is going to be able to play like this consistently all year long – The dude is a high-quality all-star. What is he averaging? He's averaging probably over 30 points per game, and that's not going to stay at that level. But I hate when people act like, oh, we only have one all-star. Dude, CJ McCollum is an all-star caliber player. The knock on him is his defense. His defenses look good through two games. If he's able to be a solid defender, I think there's a chance this year he's averaging a career high in terms of points per game, maybe around 25 points per game. Uh, If he's able to keep up this level of play to go along with five assists. That's a high, high quality two guard. And that's an all-star. That's a border... I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say he's a superstar, but like, that's a high quality all-star. That's a top 20 player. If he's able to play solid defense and average 25 and 5 and do it as efficiently as he is. So, obviously, he's not going to... Average 30 points per game or whatever he's averaging right now, but I don't know, man. That's why I've never been on board with that because I've always thought we can play good enough defense. And our offense with CJ and Dame and Norm, Rocco, Nurkic will be elite, especially if they start moving the ball and getting higher quality shots. It'll be a top yeah. three offense, right? If they can just be an average defense or borderline top 10 defense, that's an elite team and probably a contender. And that's why I have never been on board with trading C.J. McCollum for a guy who's scared to shoot a layup and folds in the playoffs because I don't think we need that guy to fix our defense. We need a guy like Chauncey. And we'll continue to see how this plays out. But if you just look at tonight, that confirms what I thought in regards to C.J. McCollum and the trade rumors he's been tossed into.
0: Yeah, and uh, so... I've always been of the belief that if you have a good team concept on defense and good help defenders, that you can basically have a good enough defense with any lineup. Now you're not going to have like a top three defense unless you have really good defensive personnel, but with how good the offense could be, you don't have to be that good on defense. You're not going to be our, our identity is never going to be, on defense, so um, I think we can be good enough in that ten to fifteen range, and defense even without um, having good point of attack defenders or whatever. And uh, I think CJ can be a good part of that. And I'm encouraged by all those questions he's asked.
2: Yep, absolutely. Let's uh,
0: look at <coughs> Chauncey's interview. What you meant when you told this here.
1: To be the hardest playing guy on the court? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you look at the effort that Nas is putting out there. He's playing so hard, you know. Um, and I've, I've told him, I said, first, first of all, you got to be the hardest dude on the hardest guy playing out there. And then we can start talking about the other things, you know, um, slowing down a little bit, playing a little smarter, paying attention to coverages. But that's all secondary. I just want him to play hard, use his God-given talent, um, the gifts that the gifts that he has. And then we can we'll work on it, all that all other stuff later. And he's he's doing a good job of that. At
2: one point, you had uh, a timeout, you kind of had a one-on-one session with Ant. Um, what was the nature of that, and did you find that effective to teach in moments like that?
1: Of course it is. Of course it is. Um, it was it was a blown coverage that he had, um, and I was he knew that he blew it, um, but he was a little confused as to who it was, so i just explain that. And also, offensively, um, just kind of tell him some of the sets to kind of stay with. And, and I'm always, the main thing I'm telling Ant is stay aggressive, stay aggressive. I, I think Ant is, I just think he's so good, man. He's so gifted, um, the way that he can handle the ball. He can get to anywhere that he wants on the floor. He's a big-time shooter. So I'm always just trying to pump confidence into him. Um, he doesn't need that, I don't think, but I just feel like I needed that when I was playing. I need the coach to be telling me how much he trusts me, you know. Um, and so that's that's what I always try to do.
2: Chauncey is the perfect coach for Anthony Simons. <laughs> he's the perfect coach for Anthony Simons, and I, I said it. I've said it before. He's been credited with helping Los Angeles Clippers players last year as an assistant coach he's been credited with helping them improve their passing and playmaking ability, and you already see that in Simons, but also just the mental game and just that whole quote is just like, no wonder Simons looks great this year, man. Simons works hard, and Simons is supremely talented, so he was going to take a jump, but uh, you also have a head coach who I think is perfect for
0: him. Yeah, love the way Simons is playing this year so far.
2: Yep. Uh, Shout out to... (coughs) Tobin Ernst, $2 donation. He says, loving Coach Billups, let guys develop and breathe. Yep, and also guide them. If they make mistakes, help them fix it. You know, and that's the thing is you don't you don't have to yell at a guy like Ant. He wants to do, you know, he's, he's a guy who plays pretty hard, and he doesn't want to make mistakes. You just got to guide him, and that's what Chauncey's doing. And Chauncey's also helping to kind of cultivate the confidence within Simons, because Simons has always been talented. Last year, his confidence, I thought, was a little bit shaky at times. This season, Simons looks so, so confident, and I think Chauncey has a hand in that. In the moment, are you able to enjoy a game like this? Like, before the buzzer, before the water gets thrown on you, are you able to say, like, oh, this is fun. Like, here's Greg Brown, Duncan, and CJ we getting 1. Like, are you able to have a moment to enjoy it?
1: Yes. Yes, I was. I was, I was definitely able to enjoy it. Um, it's good to see all of those guys play well. You know, you see them every single day. I mean, you guys don't see them every single day, but in practice, these guys are there early. They're working their behinds off, and then you, you talk about some of the guys that aren't really in the rotation, but them to have the opportunity to play and play well, you know, uh, because, you know, their families and moms and grandma, everybody's watching them play, you know, so it's, it's, these are great moments for these guys, so I definitely enjoyed it. We're going to take one from the Zoom here real quick.
0: Jack Winter with clutch points. Go ahead. Yeah, hey, Chauncey.
2: Obviously, Norm's injury kind of forced you guys into playing Larry and five tonight. But what did you like, if
1: anything, about the way those lineups played? Well, I like our depth. I really do. Um, obviously, Larry plays a lot of his minutes at the four right now because um, we have two really good centers. I mean, Nurk is playing well, and Cody's been excellent for us. But in a pinch, you know, Playing Larry at small ball five is, is going to be a weapon for us all year. Uh, and even if sometimes we have to slide Nas to the four, they're uh, little to the four, I feel comfortable with that as well. So I think it's just the luxury of, 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 of having depth on our team um, and guys that can play multiple positions. It's, it's, it's a weapon for us. Did Marty, did Marty say anything to you? Yeah, he just congratulated me um, Just said congrats on your on your first victory. Those guys, you got those guys playing hard. They play well tonight. Just keep it going. Chauncey, I imagine someone as accomplished as you, has a lot of memorabilia, game balls and whatnot. Where will this game ball will, will hold special? Oh, man, absolutely. This this goes up at the top, you know, uh, up at the top of my accomplishments and in, 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 My trophy room, I mean, that ball will be right there, you know. um, First time getting a win. um, Playing with, you know, a team that that really just believes in me and what what myself and the staff is trying to do. So that's it's big time for me.
2: You do have a trophy
1: room? I do. I do. It's not here. It's not here. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet, but Still settling in, big dog. <laughs> How do
2: you protect against a
1: backslide after a game like this? Well, I just think we got so many wonderful things to show on the tape, right? Um, and it always looks good. You know, you, you, you take a, some little time. I'll be watching the game, obviously, again tonight, preparing things. And now, now you have the ability um, to just show it in get real live game situation I think it's always good for players to see that to keep encouraging you know how hard we play how unselfish we played on both ends showing multiple efforts defensively um, Think about the NBA man that you can't celebrate that that thing for more than that night you know we got the clippers up next that's a tough team um, really talented so we got to move on to the next very quickly
0: thoughts
1: Face the Clippers? Wait. Yeah, it'd be fun, man. It'll be fun. I mean, I still talk to Ty every day, you know, so. Uh, but not tomorrow? I'll, I'll talk to him. <laughs> I'll talk to him. I'll probably go to dinner with him tomorrow. I mean, the, the beautiful thing about me going to L.A., uh, more than anything, is my my middle daughter, Sierra, is turning 21 on Monday. Oh. and So, obviously, we play on Monday. So, I'll, you know, be able to go to dinner with her tomorrow night and stuff. Uh, so, it's, you know. It'd be a great trip.
2: Alrighty. There you go. That was Chauncey Billups after the win. After his first career NBA win. Eric, uh, anything that stood out to you with that press conference? You muted yourself, by the way. Wasn't me this time, I promise.
0: (laughs) I like his candidness. Uh, I just like how he gives thoughtful honest answers, Um, and he's not disrespectful towards anyone. Um, But, yeah, not trying to, like, throw shade at anyone else. I just like the way he handles it and seems to wear his heart on his sleeve like us fans do, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's an enjoyable press conference. All righty, so let's jump into tweets of the game real quick uh, for let me fix that real quick let me set that up I thought I had that set up but I don't have that set up so uh, Eric if you want to answer questions from chat while I get that cooking
0: all right what's up
2: everyone give Eric a couple questions well this is the interactive part of this uh, while I set this up
0: (laughs) Zach says amazing how little rage comes out during the interviews this year yeah, I mean, there wouldn't have been Rage after a game like tonight, but...
2: Yeah, win um, or loss, though, well, there's not going to... I don't think there's going to be much.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Struggling, if he if we go on a losing streak, stuff like that, what happens. See,
2: the Rage came from, like, Stas just saying stuff that didn't make sense, or was ridiculous, or was him, you know, like, not answering questions candidly. I don't think that's mm-hmm. going to be an issue with, uh, with Chauncey. Mm-hmm. So... Hopefully not. Hopefully it doesn't get to that point. Alrighty, we're ready to go with tweets of the game. Okay, that was, okay, that was what I expected. Alrighty. Oh wait, no, I gotta add my mic. All right. Um, let me do that real quick. We will. Uh, this will be more seamless in the future once I work. Once I work through this, everything. I asked how I
0: feel about Ben with the bench unit. Uh, I he didn't come in until garbage time. I don't really like Macklemore playing meaningful minutes. I mean, I know he might have to if Norm's down. Yeah, he just has I'd to play. But I'd rather defend. just give those minutes to Dan Smith Jr. because you mm-hmm. seem to be good on both ends of the court tonight.
2: Yeah, he just has to play a better defense than he did in the preseason. If he can hit threes like he did the first two shots of tonight and can play some defense, then he's absolutely fine. That's just kind of the, the knock on him. All righty, we are now ready to go. Let's look at tweets of the game. For those of you who hash- used hashtag Blazers uprise uh i want to do this i gotta work with krish on this i want to do this where it shows individual tweets and is a slideshow so if this is a little too small apologies shout out to son of car who carson man carson dunn very supportive uh he says "Warrick for the alley oop That's going to be a thing all season long uh, in garbage time. Hopefully, we need more alley-oops. Hopefully, that's not the only one this season. Shout-out, Sean Camarada, a.k.a. Embarking Box. He says, Chauncey will be a top-three candidate for Coach of the Year. Hashtag Blazers Uprise. Shout-out to – it's a little bit too small – Jones was it Jamarckio Jones CJ out here turning into a two-way player man that's a scary guy if he's a two-way player shout out to Cody James Franklin CJ McCollum with three blocks I didn't know he had three blocks today Eric
0: yeah three blocks uh, he's always been for, a, he's always yeah, been a good shot blocker guard, guard. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, shout out to uh, what's that next one Skinny SC.
2: All right, shout out Skinny SC. Ant for six man just went from a pipe dream to a real possibility. Yeah, we did our awards predictions before the season started. We did them over on Blazers Uprise Live, our second channel that is linked in the description box below. And who had him as their sixth man? Do you remember who that was, Eric? It was one of our mods.
0: I don't remember who had him. I
2: don't remember who had him either. But somebody had him, and I was thinking, ah, it's a little bit biased. But I mean, at this point. He's definitely a top 10 candidate, and I said that was a possibility this year. So uh, I would love for Anthony Simons to be in contention for sixth man of the year. I think he has the ability. Shout oh,
0: out. it was chat. It was chat. Was it chat? Oh, shout out to
2: chat. Of course it was chat.
0: Of course yeah. it was chat. Shout They're out to you guys. chat.
2: You guys might have been right on that one. Shout out to Skinny SC for another one. He says Nasir Little making hustle play after hustle play, and Chauncey said it in his interview, uh, or was asked about it, He has said before that he wants Nasir Little to be the hardest playing guy on the court. And that's what makes Nasir Little a bit of a fan favorite is he just goes out there and he plays hard. And it's awesome to see – well, it's not awesome to see Dame miss a three. But after that, it's awesome to see Nasir Little just hustle – his behind off to go get the offensive rebound, give it back to Dame. Dame shoots a second three. And normally if Dame's getting two shots on a possession, he's going to make one of them. uh, And he converted a three off of that. And now Sir Little can be a good offensive rebounder. uh, And uh, I felt like in previous seasons, it was a situation where he would get some offensive boards, but it was almost like, man, I want you to crash even harder. I want you to crash the offensive glass more. And we're starting to see that because he's had offensive rebounds in the past couple of games hmm shout out to Cody James Franklin another one he says I'm getting goosebumps don't think I saw our team play a game this well all last year hashtag Blazers uprise uh I agree with that as well and then shout out to what's that last one
0: Eric it's from Evan
2: Evan shout out Evan Made season CJ all-star season it's definitely a conversation at this point so that is tweets of the game uh, use hashtag blazers uprise in the future and in, in the future I'll do this as a slideshow so they're a little bit uh bigger uh use hashtag blazers uprise during the game and we will feature our favorite tweets that's uh, something that I look forward to doing this season uh all so I don't know what's what's next at this point. You want to? Spencer asking a
0: good question that I want to ask you about. Yeah, yeah. Go uh, ahead. The Blazers, we know they have a bunch of back-to-backs in November coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think they need to do to win back and back, back win those back-to-backs, and not? come out flat like the suns did today.
2: i mean it's just a situation where maybe the first night of the back-to-back if it's a game that you have confidence in you maybe play a little bit deeper and cut minutes like if this was the first night of a back-to-back to for us i wouldn't be worried at all dame played 24 minutes yeah. uh you know like that's the thing is they would be fresh on a second night of a back-to-back and that's why i like having a bench unit like this which i trust more so we can play them for extended minutes and i think be completely fine uh so just minute minutes management you know second night of a back-to-back if the starters don't have their legs the bench is probably going to be fresher so maybe you sub them in earlier uh i just think it comes down to managing minutes in a way where you're still giving it your best shot to win both games but also making it possible for the starters to not get worn out by the end of the second
0: night of the back-to-back mm-hmm. yeah that was that was going to be my point so if you can play ant more play Naz more in the first game, Get, that's when you play them the 30 minutes and maybe cut Dame and CJ's minutes down to about 30. Um, it may cost you a game here and there, but both, I, I mean, I feel confident in Ant right now. So I just, I'd, I'd take my chances there and then make sure they're all ready to the next game as well. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I feel like this team is going to be uh, pretty well-conditioned all season. I, I don't really think that's going to be a huge problem with how decent our bench looks this year. And one thing, too, I mean, the the Suns obviously had an emotional game last night. They really got up to beat the Lakers, and uh, that was an important game for them, that one they had probably circled on the calendar all summer. So um, I think a little bit of that is just them uh, – coming off of a little bit of an emotional letdown after uh, a pretty intense game last night. So that's what you want to avoid if you're the Blazers is not putting more emphasis on any game. Now as a human, it's, it's impossible not to really get that way, but as least the least amount you can put in importance as to beating one team over another and the wins against the bad teams count just as much in the standings as the wins against the good teams. So um don't, don't let, if you're playing like the Lakers one night, don't let that affect the next game too, um, no matter what the outcome is. So uh, hopefully uh, they can balance those, those emotions out a little bit better.
2: Yep. Let's uh, take a quick look at stat lines for individual players. Uh, we're not going to talk about Dame first. Uh, it was a mistake to have Dame up there. We're going to put CJ McCollum up here. Uh, He had the best performance tonight. Uh, CJ McCollum with 28 points, 3 rebounds, an assist, a steal, 3 blocks. Great shot blocking guard. Does this in only 30 minutes tonight. Is a plus 20, 10 for 19, efficient night from the field for him, 6 for 11 from 3.
0: Yeah, CJ was great tonight. You'd like to see him uh, pass a little bit. His one assist was was just so pretty. Uh, He Mm -hmm. had a little uh dump pass to Zeller who made a floater. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's the one thing about CJ is uh, use that shot making ability. Use, um, I mean, obviously when he's hitting shots, the defense completely focuses on him and collapses on him. Now take that next step and use that to generate offense for your teammates. So I liked when he passed the ball tonight um, as well, but uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's hard to complain about much with what CJ is doing so far this year.
2: Yep. Shout out Dro, $2 donation. He says, CJ is balling right now. This will benefit Dame. It makes it a lot easier on Dame because Dame can have a quiet game and we can still have a great offensive night. So appreciate the $2 donation, Dro. And then Hail Blazers. What's up, Hail Blazers? Cool. becomes an all-star level member. He looks like Dave Franco. We call him Franco, so shout out to him. Uh, he was a member of. Shout out to you if you were around at the start of the channel when we uploaded the Rip City Three on Three videos. He was a member of that team. So uh, what's up, teammate? Been a while since we've been able to play in Rip City Three on Three. Next season uh, should be back, and we will have content around that. That'll be fun. Uh, so I appreciate you becoming a All Star level member, and then. You want to thank the dono from Mr. Franco.
0: Yeah, he'll blaze this is an $11 dono. It says, stat of the night, last time they played 24 minutes or less November 2015. Holla at your
2: boy. November 2015, and I bet, was that a win? I'm curious about that because for him to only play 24 minutes and a win against a great team nonetheless, uh, I could not have even imagined that Whoa. heading into tonight.
0: November 2015 would have been one of our first games after Aldridge and four starters leaving, and I want to say we were 41 and 41 that season, or something like that. 44 and 38. 44 and 38. Think, yeah, yeah, it was the next season we went 41 and 41. Um, that was a
2: weird year. We did have some blowout wins, but I assume that's probably because <laughs> yeah. we got uh,
0: blown out a the blowout other way.
2: loss, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the wrong way. So. uh nice to get him rested because he had two days off before this and probably no practice tomorrow I think this team earned a day off uh, with how they played tonight so he's going to be pretty rested going into the first road game against the Clippers on Monday mm-hmm. alrighty let's uh, talk about Anthony Simons up next 18 points in only 24 minutes Eric that's was impressive is, that's what I'm saying if Anthony plays 36 minutes tonight he probably has 27 points per 36 that's what he had tonight. You know, to score 18 points in only 24 minutes is impressive. Has one assist after a four assist game one. You know, it's I I would just like to see him average more assists but like It's not an issue, you know what I mean? That's just me being a stat nerd and, you know, wanting people to stop saying that he can't be a point guard and it's easy to just point to the assist numbers and say, see, look at those assist numbers. But overall, he's done a really good job uh, tonight and in game one of just running the offense and kind
0: of uh, facilitating
2: things when needed and shooting the right shots.
0: Yeah, he's going to learn – if he starts making those shots that he's creating for himself consistently this year, that much like CJ, it collapses the defense and their shooters wide open. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't think he's at that stage yet. He's just learned or gotten the ability to create his own shot better than he has at any point in his uh, NBA career so far. Um, So now that next step will be to uh, play make for others, not just himself but right now, I mean, he's making a good percentage of them. So I'm not too, too mad at him shooting right now. Um, But yeah, I would love to see him taking the ball to the basket. And that, that play that you mentioned earlier, uh, where he put JaVale on skates and went right by him for a lay-in. That's the side of Ant we haven't seen yet this year. And then um, he follows that up with a couple of threes right after that and just uh, sealed the game, put it away. And uh I, the guy just seems like he doesn't need much space to get a shot off. Um, early in his career, I, you and I were both probably a little worried with his low release point um, and how slow his his uh, form was. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's gotten quicker and it's kind of been a good, uh, good thing for him too. It's led to hit more consistency because uh, it's just a little shorter and more compact, his uh, follow-through um and all that so um man this guy is lights out if he gets just a little bit of open space
2: yeah and while i want him to be more of a facilitator and he's showing improvement in that area there was also a play tonight in which he had a driving lane and the help defender was late and he passed out of the drive when i think he could have put a poster on someone and been on top <laughs> plays of the night uh with his athleticism so that's the thing is like if he has a driving lane and the help defender is late go up and dunk on him dunk on him right be a being a good playmaker is just making the right decision in the right situation right in some situations you're going to need to kick out to a guy who's open if his defender helps on you but if you're an athletic freak like Anthony, anthony simons is and you have a driving lane and the opportunity to dunk the basketball you you do it you do it. That is the right play. So uh, he had a dunk in game one. Uh, I want him to be aggressive when he's driving, trying to get to the rim and uh, throw something down on someone.
0: Yeah. The other thing um, is <clears throat> lost my train of thought because of the chat. <laughs> um, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs>
2: Uh, that's all good. It happens. Um, it absolutely happens. Uh, Krish, to your first question, uh, go ahead and uh, yeah, I'll just
0: say it on air. Oh, uh, I remember what I was going to say. Thank cool. you, Ernesto. I was going to use my... I
2: was going to use that reply to uh, to sort this out with Krish.
0: Well, um, so Ernesto says, Do you guys think there's any concern Dame won't average the numbers he has in the past? So to that i'd say who cares like why does he have to average 30 points and eight assists like i'd much rather him average 20 points and six assists and win every game right Mm -hmm.
2: and dave said (laughs) that himself before the season started
0: yeah if he
2: has to average 22 points per game he's fine he wants to win basketball games so
0: and honestly accolades i mean if we're winning that's way more important to those things than just averaging a certain amount of points it's not like mm-hmm. bradley beal was in the mvp conversation last year because he averaged 31 or whatever he averaged and yeah. uh, i would say the same thing about ant is um like to to the question you got asked on rip city radio about like well is he really a one though like if you have a good offense where the ball moves you don't need a, a true one you don't, you have zeller you have nance you have CJ playing with the second unit. You have Simons. You have Nas who had some good passes tonight as well. Like, so that's five guys who all move the ball. Like, why do you have to be like, oh, well, you don't have a backup point guard. It's not going to work without with Ant playing the one. Like, who cares? Like, just move the ball and get good shots, set good screens, move without the ball, cut to the basket, drive to the basket when you have lanes. Mm Mm-hmm. And we don't need a two point guard out there. It's it's actually probably better if you don't in those situations if they're all moving the ball and playing as a team.
2: Yep, agreed with that. Uh, next player we got up is going to be Mister Nasir Little. Nasir M I P Little. Uh, <laughs> if he Norman Powell is going to be out presumably Monday, but should be back. Uh, for Nas to win Most Improved, it would likely take something unfortunate, but if he... This is another guy. If he was playing starter minutes, there would be a chance he would be in the conversation for Most Improved. Now, I don't think he's enough of a scorer to get the scoring stats to Mm. get that, but... I think overall, he's going to be the most improved player on this team this year when you look at last year. And he's always showed flashes, but I think the consistency is going to be something new this year. Only goes one for four from three, but has a couple impressive finishes and just looks like an athletic freak out there. And that's why we need to run more with the bench unit to get a guy like him out and running to get him transition opportunities. That's what works with him. So uh, I liked seeing him get out and run. He's his finishing is looking impressive right now. I like that he was aggressive, but also picked his spots for the most part. Finishing with eleven points, seven rebounds, two assists, and twenty-seven minutes for for Nas. I think that might be a career high in terms of minutes, at least in a game that matters.
0: Yeah, and uh, we saw in the first game, the first half, there was a kick ahead pass, and he did that euro step, got to the mm-hmm. got a layup out of it. Um we tried that several times tonight, and almost every time, it didn't necessarily end up in a basket for Nas. But um, I really like his recognition. You mentioned this last game of not trying to force shots all the time. Um, and he did have that one where he—I don't think he got fouled. He kind of threw the ball up and <laughs> caught it and laid it in, which it worked out for us. That was fishy. But for sure, probably a travel. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, so that was probably the one questionable. Shot he took, um, but I like the aggression in in transition. Um, But yeah, so a couple of times though, he dribbled, didn't have a shot, and kicked it out. And the defense was all mixed up. And we talked about that a lot last game with our defense getting mixed up and having the wrong guys guarding Deer and Fox and stuff like that. And that led to an open shot by Barnes because the wrong person was guarding him. And then they tried to recover back to their guy. And it's just like a trickle down effect. So the more you can push with him and then uh, we'll get this more when we talk about Dennis Smith jr. If he's on a card, but um, I felt like when he came in the game, uh, the tempo immediately increased and it was kind of cool to see them pushing the the tempo. And I felt like Nas really thrived in those few minutes um, playing that up-tempo pace.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. And man, is he fun to watch? Uh, Probably not going to have Dennis Smith jr. On the card. I actually, legitimately just made this setup in the middle of the stream i threw Chris the the file in the middle of the stream <laughs> and asked him to make the uh, the player slides and he's been doing them pretty efficiently so once again shout out to Chris for making the things we're doing this season possible he's phenomenal follow him on, on twitter at Chris graphics i need to get the uh I need to update the Twitter graphic with the uh, Twitter handles for our mods. Definitely go follow our mods uh on Twitter as well, cause they do a good job helping us out as well. Follow me at Tory T-O-R-E-Y-Jones Y T. Eric's at Hoopsjock. The channel is at Blazers Uprise Uh, so yeah, we'll uh maybe in the future we'll have every player slide, but I didn't Honestly, I just didn't give yeah. Chris no, enough fine. time on yeah. that. But we can talk about fine. him. Let's just talk about Dame first. Uh, we've already talked pretty much at length about Dame. So is there anything you wanted to touch upon from Dame's game that we haven't already?
0: No, I mean, I'm not worried about the three-point shot. I think that's going to come. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It doesn't seem that far off his shots. Like, they, yeah. they seem to be rolling around the rim. Um, I, I think I'll be fine.
2: Eric, you remember what I told you about how for whatever reason when yeah, i stri- when 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 i can't make threes in my rec league games dame misses threes at the same time all right and i was worried going into the start of the season because i have been not shooting well lately and i'm like oh dame's not going to shoot well game 1 game 2 and he's what 2 for 16 <laughs> so yeah. i don't dude obviously obviously there's no correlation whatsoever between that but it's like hmm. it's just It's obviously just a funny coincidence for me, but I swear, man, whenever I'm struggling to shoot the ball, so is Dame for some reason, so I need to get in the gym and work on my three-point shot, and I'll let you guys know. Actually, I can't get in tomorrow. It's Sunday. Maybe Monday I'll be able to get in before that Clippers game tips off, and if I'm shooting well, I'll let y'all know, and we'll see what happens, and maybe you guys will start to believe me that there's a correlation there. Anyway, it's, it's all jokes. Six for 11 from the field is nice. He was 4 for 4 from two. So got to the rim, got some easy layups. And here's the thing is, like, in this offense, in this offense, when he's able to get to the rim, he's not dealing with as much traffic as normal. Like, the spacing is right. Players are moving. It's not him trying to create against a set defense most times. And if he is, uh, you know, he has enough shooting talent out there this season. Like, this may be the best shooting team he's had around him that he's able to get to the rim and get quality looks inside and then he's good enough that he can use his body to fend off a deandre ayton who's on his hip and he's crafty like that so Mm -hmm. that's the thing is despite his three point shot not falling in 24 minutes he still has a really impressive scoring output right per 36 tonight that's about a 28 point game if he plays 36 minutes tonight and if he gets 12 assists (laughs) yeah in 12 assists so yeah. that's the thing. is you look at this, oh, 19 today 8, didn't shoot 3-ball well, only shot 11 shots. But it's only happened in 24 minutes. Yeah. That's the context you have to remember. 19 points in 24 minutes is fine, especially when you're making more shots and you're missing. You're getting to the line five times, making all your free throws. He only has two turnovers for those eight assists. So Dame had a quieter game than, like, an Anthony Simons or a CJ McCollum, but he still had a really, really good game, albeit quietly.
0: Mm-hmm. And... Uh... Once again, didn't really notice him on defense at all, which is a good thing. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're talking about not missing up, me- not messing up uh, coverages and things like that. Um, so far through two games, I feel like Dame has done the best, or at least been the most consistent with at least following the game plan on defense. Like he's not going to be. Like a lockdown uh, one on one defender, but in terms of the team concept, I haven't really had any issues with uh, dames off ball um, movements or falling asleep or not making the rotations um, yet so far through two games.
2: Yep, and then Cody Franklin has a good comment. He says, Dame has put up 27 points for like the last five seasons. Who cares at this point? He wants the team elevated into contend. And that's the thing Hmm. is he's proven himself as a guy that's capable of scoring 30 points per game. He's proven himself as one of the premier offensive players in the world. So he has nothing left to prove in that regard. Right now, he wants to win basketball games. We want to win basketball games. If CJ McCollum is the one averaging 30 and Dame's averaging 25, and that's what helps us win the most games, then I guess CJ is... CJ is gonna average 30 like that's I'm completely fine with that it does not matter who's scoring the most points it matters what the score is on the scoreboard
0: yeah and dame is one of the more happier I I might even put him as one of the best of all time at being genuinely happy for success of other players mm-hmm. even if it's an aunt Simons who plays the same position as him, if, if Ant Simon scores 40 points every game and eventually takes his, <laughs> takes minutes from Dame, or that's like a legit conversation, Dame will actually be the first to congratulate Ant and be happy for his success. Um, you see so many superstars that will actually like kind of free someone out of an offense or, you know, not be as happy for him or kind of fake cheer for him. Um, because they know if uh, they break out, it might take away from their success. No, Dame's just the genuine guy. And uh, I'm sure he was just as happy as all of us that he didn't have to go back in this game tonight and that everyone played well. Um, And and I, yeah, exactly, Chris, you hit the nail on the head. Um, But, but, uh, and and that just speaks to how good of a guy that this person is. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'd rather have this and win every time.
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree. You ready to move on to player number five? Mm -hmm. got two more slides left. This one's going to be on Norman Powell, who only played 12 minutes tonight, Eric. But 16 points in 12 minutes. 4 for 8 shooting from the field. uh, 2 for 4 from 3. Had a couple impressive, strong drives. And Norm is a guy who I also think thrives in a transition offense because he's really good once he has a head of steam at getting downhill and getting to the rim. I know he's 6 foot 3 but 6 foot 11 wingspan and you can see that he has a really long wingspan when he goes and finishes and he's able to extend around defenders and get the ball right up there to the rim. No matter the situation, he's able to finish strong. Doesn't get blocked much on his drives at all. Uh, and if you're able to get him in transition, he as a hit-ahead guy, you throw it up to him. Defenders have to stay out on him because he'll pop, pop that three. He did that a couple times tonight. And if there's any sliver of room, he'll be a guy that will make that sliver just a lane for himself and kind of bully his way into the paint and transition and get to the rim. So I like that we ran tonight with him and we're able to get him a couple good drives in transition. 16 points in 12 minutes is extremely impressive. I don't, know how he's 4 for 8 from the field 2 for 4 from 3 and 2 for 2 from the free throw line that doesn't add up to 16 points <laughs> so uh, let me actually look at the box score itself he was 6 you. for 8 from six the for field eight. so 4 for he was 4 for 4 from 2 Yeah. so uh, 4 for 4 from 2 so 4 impressive drives getting to the rim getting downhill super efficient night from him to be able to score 16 points in 12
0: minutes yeah so with Norm at the beginning of the game Starts off. Um, I felt like the offense was kind of clunky again to start, mm-hmm. at least like the first two possessions. Um, but Norm makes a shot and then he he made that like weird turnaround bank shot or <laughs> whatever that was. Um, it just goes in and I I felt like that kind of relaxed everyone. And um, I think and then there was another stretch uh right before he came out of the game where he was just playing super aggressive, um, just going downhill, uh, just imposing his will on on the Suns. And uh, uh, that kind of feeds into the rest of the team. I feel like um, that got them going in both instances in the game. And uh, so hopefully he's okay. But uh, I just – aggressive Norm is uh, very fun to watch and he's – Just a pest out there, and he just gets – he seemingly can get to the rim on anyone. And he – I think he's at his best on defense when he's playing with that aggressive mindset as well. So um, just liked everything about Norm's game tonight, except for obviously the injury. Hopefully that's not too bad.
2: Yeah, yeah. Shout out Al Farouk Amino for three earlier. He uh, updated the woes report uh and it said that they expect him to miss monday but it doesn't sound serious so should be fine and it's exciting to potentially get Nasir Little a start in more minutes especially here's the thing they're going to be playing Paul George and Paul George is the guy that makes that Clippers team go without Kawhi Leonard we'll preview that game uh in a little bit uh Sir Little is going to get the matchup on him if Norm misses this game, most likely. Uh, maybe you go Roko with the three and answer the four. That's the other option there. We'll see what they do. But it just means more minutes for a guy like Nas, who has a lot of confidence right now and is, I think, ready to step in for a guy like Norm for however long Norm misses time. So,
0: And so Dame, of course, uh, we saw tonight him get to the basket and score some lands. He's mm-hmm. definitely capable of doing that. Um, CJ, not so much. He usually pulls up, you know, 10 feet or so. Um, Doesn't really get to the rim a lot. Uh, So I missed the lane tonight. That was kind of frustrating at the time, but didn't end up being uh, too bad of a thing. Um, But Norm just has seemingly a different level than those guys have of being able to get to the rim and finish and get us like a, a tough bucket. Um, and that's kind of an aspect that this team has been missing um, the last few years. Uh, We know Nurk has trouble finishing at times. Roko's not really going to go inside and get you buckets very often. Um, I just mentioned CJ's not going to do that. So to have a guy who can uh, put the ball on the floor and just make something happen um, by getting to the rim, uh, I, I really like when Norm plays that way. So, like I said, hopefully he's not out very long.
2: Yep, agree with that. The last player slide that we're going to talk about, and we can talk about a couple other players after this, but we haven't talked about this guy at all. We've probably talked about him the least tonight, and that is Yusuf Nurkic in 25 minutes. He has 9 points, 12 boards, 3 assists, is 0 for 2 from 3, but he's 4 for 5 from inside the arc. 1-for-2 from the free throw line. Not a bad game from Yusuf Nurkic by any means. Uh, just wasn't, you know, you had a lot of guys stepping up and having big performances, and Nurkic kind of was in the background, but rebounded well. Uh, had three dimes, had two steals, good for a center, and finished well tonight.
0: Yeah, I thought uh, he was good on both ends of the court. Um, you know, people say he was out of position and gave up some some dunks and stuff, but... Uh, this is going to be a – that's part of the process of learning, and we've always talked about this with the drop scheme the last couple of years is if you're out of position even a little bit on those, it's really hard to both guard the, the point guard coming down the lane and your guy who's a lob threat. So um, it's a difficult matchup with that Aiton McGee uh, tandem for Nerk, but I thought he did better than he had in previous years and i thought um a couple of the times uh one play by rocco in particular where he uh gave help on the lob and kind of thwarted that lob attempt uh uh plays like that um are, are things that we're not used to seeing uh when nurk gets caught out of position having a teammate make up for it
2: yeah yeah and the finishing it hasn't been bad to start the season he was uh-huh. what six for ten in game one and he's four yeah. for seven tonight so uh, i said if he can shoot 54 percent from two that's good yeah that was my goal for him in the player preview and he was four for five tonight so it was a worry in the preseason he was rough in the preseason i expect him to be fine in that regard we'll see where his two-point efficiency lies but uh overall it's uh it hasn't looked that bad and what, what Do you like him shooting the two threes that he shot tonight? What is your thoughts on his three-point shot at this point in
0: time? Well, one of them was a little forced, I felt like. But I I don't know. I don't have a problem with him shooting threes, especially if it's only like two or three a game, even if they are a little forced. Um, I don't really have a problem with it. I, I don't want him to camp out at the three-point line or like hunt for threes or whatever, but... As long as they're within the, op- the the flow of the offense and they're open, I don't mind. Um, and they often leave him wide open out there, so I have no problem with it. He's shown that he can hit it enough to keep defenses honest. So yeah, I don't I don't really I don't really care if he shoots a couple threes a game.
2: Yep. And then, what were your thoughts on anyone else? You <laughs> want to talk about Derek uh, Derek Jones Jr. Dennis <laughs> Smith Jr. You want? Uh, no, him? I
0: just thought he came in and. Um, was really, really good uh, defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, I said this during the preseason. He might be our best perimeter defender. Uh, so if that's maybe another silver lining, if Norm misses a game, maybe he gets a few minutes to um, show us how he can be on defense. And uh, hopefully we get to a point where um, we unfortunately saw this in the first game, Um But hopefully we get to a point where we don't have to see this where last play of the game or we need to stop knowing we're going to call a timeout after a possession on defense, maybe sub in a defensive personnel lineup and do some situational defenses. So we have guys like Nance, Rocco, Zeller, Nurk, um, Dennis Smith, Nas, uh, Snell when he's healthy. Uh, We have a lot of different possibilities. We don't always have to have Dame and CJ out on the floor in those situations. So um, as Billups gets comfortable with those guys, maybe, uh, you know, when we need a key stop inserting a defensive lineup, I think um, Dennis Smith should be a part of that. But I just really like uh, he's the first guy who's actually done what we've wanted in a second unit and just mm-hmm. come in and push the tempo. So if that's all he's good for, I think that's a good thing though, because um those guys, like we saw, thrive in transition. I mean, all of them played well <laughs> running the floor tonight. And uh, so it was just really exciting to see someone come in and actually just take the ball and go as fast as he could.
2: Yep, agreed. Uh, shout out Prim Raz, Probably butchered that. Uh, Prim has the $5 dono. He says Nasir Little should be dirty like Dreamon Green. A green kick would improve his D appreciate the donation we don't advocate grain kicks here we're, we're, we're not you don't need to be do.
0: dirty yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah he needs to maybe intensity, get an edge to it yeah in, yeah you know be be a little edgy be a little physical you know nothing malicious I would love mm. for him to model his defense after his after draymond green modeling grain kicks after draymond green though is not uh not the way to go <laughs> appreciate the five dollar yep. dodo no pray by I'm assuming that's a joke man uh no, no groin kicks over here. You ever been kicked in the groin? It's not a fun yeah. experience. So that's that's a no no.
0: And Spencer also had a two dollars. Oh yeah, sorry, there. Spencer. But no message. Years? He said there was no message. Just supporting the guys. So appreciate, appreciate it. you, Spencer. Um, but yeah, so uh, I don't know if everyone saw this, but in preseason the Blazers posted a video of Nas talking crap to dame Mm -hmm. in like a a scrimmage or some sort of drill they were doing saying he wasn't going to score or whatever and it was kind of funny um it was kind of joking but all the good defenders think they're the best defender right yeah and uh, same in like football like defensive backs like how many defensive backs are always like oh i'm the best i'm the best corner in the league you know and you got like five of them all saying they're the best or whatever. But they're all really good, and that's part of the mentality of being a good defender is thinking you're a good defender. So um, more so than being dirty and kicking people in the groins, just having that belief in yourself that you are a good defender and you're going to go in that game and you see – I mean, it didn't really happen tonight, but if you're on the bench and you're watching Devin Booker score like 12 points in a quarter or something, you have that mentality, I'm going in there, I'm going to shut that dude down. And uh, that's the kind of mindset um, we need out of uh, players like Nas. And uh, so and hopefully he can develop that um, if he ha- doesn't have it already.
2: Yep. Uh, is there anybody else that you want to talk about from this game? The GOAT L.O.V. The GOAT L.O.V. No. <laughs> you want to write about it him no,
0: it, it was all garbage time. Do, um, you
2: just want to say L.O.P. some more. <laughs>
0: But uh, Zeller, uh, Nance, Nas, Ant, um, just – I love our bench right now. Um, I couldn't be happier with uh, those guys coming off the bench and playing. Um, It's going to be a little tested who our uh, ninth man ends up being if Norm misses the game on Mm -hmm. Monday. Um, I guess we could shorten the rotation a little bit and just give guys more minutes. But uh, hopefully it's not a situation where we have to do that early in the season. Um, But, yeah, yeah. i I just I have a level of confidence at our bench that I haven't felt in many years, so yeah, it's fun, uh, man, uh, I'm not fringing
2: really like when players yeah. jump off off jump up off the bench mm-hmm. i I'm so used to like, <laughs> oh, he's standing up, oh no, he's walking towards the table uh oh <laughs> that's
0: that's oh. a common theme in previous seasons. I also heard uh so an interview with quick on um Friday. Or yesterday. So uh, he was saying that the players were telling Chauncey that um, he was a little too quick with the rotations. Um, So like he would he would put out a lineup and they could give him like three possessions that he was like someone someone out because it didn't work one time or something, you know? So they were like, come on, we need a little bit of time on the court to like, so put a lineup in and let us play like five or six sessions at least. So, uh, and we heard Billups after the game admit that he probably uh, didn't give some, certain people enough minutes. So um, I think that today was a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. you, saw, you saw some stretches. Oh, I do want to mention this as well. So Dame subs out with like two and a half minutes left in the first quarter. That's something I've really harped on uh, a lot. And then he comes in, um, when he comes back in in the second quarter, he's already sat like five or six minutes in the game. So if he has to play a lot more in the second half, he's rested. And then third quarter, Chauncey takes Dame out first and leaves CJ in the game uh, like a few minutes into the quarter. So mm-hmm. like he didn't have to end up coming back at all after that. And we actually increased our lead um I think we like doubled our lead at, at one point. Uh so like uh those kind of things uh we've been begging for not having the to- the set rotation card whatever. yeah
2: the three by five note card <laughs> yeah that's the thing is rotations are dependent upon the flow of the game if cj has a rule in the third quarter uh and they're starting to make a little mini run but cj has been good all night and can stem the tide then you leave cj in and you sub dame out and then if they continue to make a comeback then you sub dame back and still plays the same amount but yeah uh that's the thing is you should never go into a game already completely having your mind up as to the exact times when players sub in or out mm-hmm. you know like the the what? game is fluid in different situations present themselves where different players would you know do better if subbed in and uh that's the thing is I, I didn't. I couldn't stand that about Stotts. It was just basically, oh, what does the three by five note card say? Instead of him like watching the game and getting a feel for what's happening out there on the court, and then making his substitutions based off of that.
0: Yeah, the only exception I'd say to that is if you do have a situation where CJ is going to play with the bench, you almost have to take him out. Mm-hmm. But like you said, if you switch Dame and CJ, what does it matter really? Because yeah. um, at the end of the first and third quarter, there were situations where Dame was playing with the four bench players. So you're just basically flipping that. That's why it never makes sense to me that the people that say CJ should come off the bench because you're just basically changing the times of the game where he plays with the bench unit. Um, but uh, so, yeah, Dame, instead of playing, you know, five minutes in the first quarter with the second unit, would play five minutes in the first quarter in that situation. So mm-hmm. um, all right, I'm all for switching it up. and And I mean, if CJ increases the lead and we don't need dame to play the whole first quarter i mean how is that a bad thing and then dame can come in and dominate some second units in the second quarter sometimes and and uh yeah we could have a lot more games like this uh, if that's the case in my opinion
2: yeah yeah i agree with this so and that's the thing is i think dame and anfernee They have a really good relationship. Uh, It would be cool to see them play a little bit more together and uh, just see what the synergy looks like with Dame playing with the bench lineup. So that's the thing is is you can stagger them either way. You know, Dame out first, CJ out first, play one of them with the bench. Whichever one subs out first would most likely come back in and play with the bench and just work things like that. And and the thing is you don't want to mix things up to a point where guys don't, have like a set routine and like, you don't want to sub Dame out super early or let him play the first quarter and mess around with his minutes so much that he doesn't know. So you kind of want something set, but you need to be able to deviate from that when the time, uh, when the time arises, when the situation calls for it. So Mm -hmm. I like that with Chauncey Billups.
0: Cause here's what would have happened last year, right? Dame would have played the whole first quarter So Mm -hmm. that's 12 minutes. Then he would have came back in around the seven or eight minute mark. So you're already at 19 minutes in the first half, right? Yeah. And then Stotts, if we were up 20, would have played him the whole third quarter, hoping that we'd get a big enough lead to not play him in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. So then all of a sudden, Dame sits the whole fourth quarter in this game. We win by the same amount, but he played 31 minutes instead of 24. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something that, managing his minutes in the first half of games because i mean honestly most games uh i mean there are blowouts either way but a lot of the games you can come back from or you can you know blow a lead really fast in the nba so Mm -hmm. um like the first half does not matter that much in terms of as long as you don't get down by like 20 30 points where it's uh a little bit too hard to overcome or you have to use a lot of energy to come back so manage his minutes a little bit in the first half and that way you have games like this where he only has to play 24 minutes and we win by 30 because there's just no easy way to do it to manage his minutes if you give him massive minutes in the first half
1: yeah
2: yeah, agreed with that. Uh, shout out Prim for another $5 donor. He says, I can't believe the Lakers are playing k More 30 minutes. Blazemore, yeah. it's uh, They got Blazemore and they got Mellow and they got West Brick, man. I wa- I've watched... There are games this season, a couple in preseason. The one yesterday against Phoenix, and I'm just sitting there like, oh, thank goodness we don't have Kent Bazemore and Carmelo Anthony shooting a bunch of terrible mid-range shots anymore. Uh, I'm I'm happy about that. I'd rather have Melo than Bazemore, probably, because Bazemore drove me crazy as much as anybody, because he wasn't a bad player. He was just a guy that uh, did bad things because he was overconfident. Yeah. Dude would try and do stuff off the dribble that he was not capable of instead of just being a 3D role player, and it drove me crazy. So uh, that's the Lakers' problem now, and they have some problems. If you watch last night's game, they have some serious problems with their team right now.
0: Yeah, they look uh, like a mess. Um, Had some dysfunction in the huddle with AD and Dwight. Um, They say it's fine, but at game two, you're already having that kind of stuff. Um, this could be a dumpster fire for the Lakers, and I'm all for it.
2: Yeah, all for it. I embrace it. So the Suns and, beat them by 10 last night. We beat the Suns by 29. We are 39 points better than the Los Angeles Lakers, Eric. Yeah. So uh, I'm um, feeling good. And you're, you're, you predict, I predicted the okay. Suns to be the top seed. You predicted the Lakers to be the top seed. Who is your prediction right there, now for the top seed? They're
0: combined one and five, I think.
2: They're <laughs> <a> combined one and <laughs> five. One and four. One, four, one, four. One, in, one, one, one and four. One and four. Yeah, or, yeah one and four. Um, is it still the same predictions?
0: Uh yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sway my predictions off two games, but um smart. Uh I, I will say this though. I will gladly take the uh oh Eric, you so wrong about the Lakers being number one seed. <laughs> if they don't make the playoffs, I will gladly make that trade of having to endure that. I will mm-hmm. admit that I was wrong about the Lakers and that they're a mess. And I will be all for it. And we'll be
2: sitting here saying, Zach, you're yeah. a genius. Zach's one of our mods. He predicted them to finish eighth. So uh, maybe maybe he's just a genius and we have not realized it yet. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the West is wide open, man. If the Blazers play like they did tonight consistently, they have a chance of being the one seed. Uh, I mean, they could be the Utah Jazz this year. We don't know yet. The Utah Jazz last year, nobody pegged them to be the one seed, and they didn't make many changes and turned into a one seed last year. Of course, struggled in the playoffs and lost in the second round. We don't want that, but, I mean, I've said this. I think Portland could maybe be that team this year that nobody expects that could jump into being a one seed. Uh, And tonight, I mean, they looked like a potential one seed tonight. Obviously, they played a great game, uh, and it's not likely that they'll play this well consistently. But uh, it's a great start, and we'll have to see where it goes. Yep. All righty. Around the NBA, let's look at some scores from today. Uh, The Cavs get their first win of the season. They beat the Atlanta Hawks. That's an impressive win for the Cavs. Your guy, Evan Mobley. Was that your guy? Who was your guy in the draft? It was Evan Mobley, right?
0: Mobley is my guy, yep. I didn't pick up for Rookie of the Year because um, they have a lot of bigs, and I didn't know if he would get Mm -hmm. as big of a role as I thought he'd. Needed to win rookie of the year, but uh, this guy is already showing flashes of massive potential.
2: Yeah, tonight in 35 minutes, he had 17 points, 11 rebounds, and 4 blocks, 7 for 12 from the field. So he had a very impressive game tonight for the Cavs. Mm -hmm. Uh, They end up being the Hawks who had Trey Young. They had a a pretty healthy roster today. Trey Young only shoots 8 for 22, so... Uh, that undersized backcourt of Cleveland's was doing a good job. Cleveland's just a weird situation because they're starting. Oh, no, they didn't start Garland. Garland was hurt, which makes this win even more impressive. They started Ricky Rubio, so maybe that's why Trey Young had a tough game tonight. They're starting mm-hmm. Markinen at the three, which is questionable, Eric. He's three for 15 today.
0: I don't get that at all. The trade <laughs> or why they would start him at the three. <laughs> uh, Billy Donovan all over again from last year. Uh, yeah.
2: Yep. Yep, not a good decision by them. So Cleveland moves to 1-2 and two on the season. They get their first win. Uh, the Pacers beat the Heat. The Pacers had two heartbreaking losses to start the season, and this one went down to the wire. This game went into OT against the Heat. You would look at the score, you wouldn't think it was an OT game, but it was. Ugh. And the Pacers pull things out behind... Chris Duarte, who led them in scoring, despite going 6-for-21 from the field. So he is not bashful. He is getting the shots up there. He's been starting for them. Miles Turner, yesterday, had a 40-point game. Today, in 16 minutes, he only has four points. He was in foul trouble.
0: So, Yeah, so Pacers coming off a back-to-back, and they beat mm-hmm. the Heat, who looked like the best team in the league, maybe, on Thursday against the Bucks. Yeah. And now uh, put up a dud the next game. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch.
2: It's hard to make sense of this early season, man. You're going to get games like that. And, I mean, you even look like Portland. They lose on opening night to Sacramento, and then they beat yeah. the Suns by 30. Yeah. yeah, Portland definitely plays into that. O'Shea Brissett had 18 off the bench. Uh, for the Heat, Eric, your early season pick of Tyler Hero for sixth man of the year is looking good. He had 30 points and 10 rebounds. Zero assists. Kind of a weird stat <laughs> line for a guard. Was 12 for 28. <laughs> Played 41 minutes tonight, more than any starter on the Heat. So even though he's coming off the bench, he's playing 41 minutes in no T game and shooting 28 shots. So he is getting them up there, man. He's getting the had a good there. first
0: game, too.
2: The Heat did not have Kyle Lowry today. They started Gabe Vincent, oh, okay. who played 25 minutes and had two points. Oh, so. that explains it. Yeah. The Mavericks beat the Raptors. They looked horrible in game one, but they get a bounce-back win against a Raptors team that is looking like a lottery team at this point. Tim Hardaway, Jr., 25. Luka Doncic, 27. Their bench... Only had 11 points, no production from them, but uh, they had a good defensive game against the Raptors who uh, have had some impressive performances from Precious Achua who's been starting for them in place of Pascal Siakam. Scotty Barnes, the fourth overall pick, had 25 points uh, last game. In this game, he has 17-8, and so he's looked good. He's looked better than Jalen Suggs, I hate to admit it. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. tonight, the former Blazer, Three for 14 from the field. Eric, two for six from three. I think the Blazers won that trade. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Raptors were coming off a back-to-back, too.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Lots of teams with back-to-backs tonight. Lots of low scores. Look at this. Bowls against Pistons. 97 to 82. It seems like defenses Uh, are able to be a little bit more physical this year. And you have some lower scores because of it.
0: So, I heard chat going crazy. Uh about the bulls earlier mm-hmm. bulls blazers finals uh wow <laughs> bulls are 3-0 and impressive all that kind of stuff they've beaten the pistons twice without kate cunningham both times and they beat the pelicans without zion those are their three games so yeah. hold the horses on chicago i think they have a chance to be good but How good they'll be is yet to be determined.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's not an impressive 3-0 record from them. Uh, DeRozan has 21 for him. Caruso and Green have 12 and 10 off the bench. Derrick Jones Jr. hasn't been playing. He's not in the rotation, apparently. Alizé Johnson is getting minutes ahead of him, which is disappointing to see. Um, But they don't have a lot of... Alizé Johnson isn't a shooter, though. The Bulls don't have a lot of shooting. So it kind of makes sense that maybe Derrick Jones Jr. wouldn't get minutes, but how is Johnson playing ahead of him? That is questionable. That is very, very questionable.
0: As Trevin mentions, they do have a tough stretch of games coming up too. So yeah, well, if they're, if they're for real, we'll find out pretty
2: soon. Yeah, we will. Sadiq Bay, your guy, eight for 16 for the Pistons to lead them with 20 points. This next game is another team that hasn't lost the Timberwolves. They are two and oh, they've beaten the Rockets. And the Pelicans, so not not an impressive 2-0 record, but a good start for the Timberwolves, who have been at the bottom of the West for quite some time now. Uh, they are led by Carl Anthony Towns, who has 25 points. Anthony Edwards has 19. Nas Reed 12, off the bench. For the Pelicans, Brandon Ingram has 30. Herb Jones started for them tonight. The rookie second-round pick had two points in 29 minutes, so not a good performance from him. Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Eric, 6 for 24. Yikes. Devontae Graham, 2 for 14. So the Pelicans starting backcourt was a combined 8 for 38 from the field and 3 for 23 from 3. <laughs> That's horrible. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Um. Yeah, they, they did not upgrade there, letting Lonzo Ball walk for Devontae Graham. It's going to be interesting if the league lets teams be more physical which guys are able to adapt to that offensively and which guys fall off. Because it seems like the league, after the Olympics, people liked the physicality in the Olympics and got annoyed at how the NBA had gotten so whistle-heavy. And seems like the NBA realized that and are letting defenders be a little bit more physical this season. It kind of feels like playoff basketball in terms of the physicality, and some players aren't going to be able to adapt to that too well. It's going to be interesting to see who that is. Devontae Graham, 2 for 14. Nikhil Alexander, 6 for 24. Uh, It's going to be interesting to kind of watch some guys struggling right now to see if they're able to figure things out. Next game we got... Bucks Spurs 121-111 The Bucks get the win over the San Antonio Spurs. They've looked decent uh so far this season, a little bit better than I expected. Chris Middleton 28 points, Giannis 21. Pat Connaughton got a start today with 6 for 9 from the field, 16 points for the former Blazer. For the Spurs, McDermott 25 points, kelton Johnson 20, Lonnie Walker 17 off the bench. They are It's going to be interesting to look at Spurs box scores once that Collins is healthy again. Right mm-hmm. now, I don't really care about Spurs box scores, but once that Collins is healthy, I'm going to be watching him heavily to see what he's doing for
0: them. Yep. It's interesting that I, that. Go ahead. I think that's another team that played last night, too.
2: Yeah, lots of back-to-backs. That Young uh, is not playing for them right now, which is a bit surprising. Uh, I assume he's going to be a guy that's going to get traded at some point this season to a winning team and play more minutes because there's no reason that he should not be playing for the Spurs unless they just don't care to win games. Mm-hmm. Uh... Only two other games. One is the Blazers' 134-105 to blowout against the Suns. And then the Grizzlies get a 120-114 to win over the Los Angeles Clippers. But uh, even though Paul George has a big game, the Clippers fall to 0-2. Memphis is at 2-0. Ja Morant has looked phenomenal in the first two games. He has 28 points, 8 assists, 10 for 19 from the field, uh Anthony melton starts he gets 22 points desmond bain gets 19 so having some role players step up for them jaron jackson jr looks good early this season after having an injury plagued season last year he has 21 points the los angeles Clip- the los angeles clippers had a big game from paul george but outside of that uh, 17 points from reggie jackson but only seven for 17 and nobody else really stepped up for them this is the team that the blazers play next they started uh, Eric Bledsoe, Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Markeith, no, Marcus Morris, mm-hmm. and Avisha Zubac. That's their starting five. Off the bench, they had Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, Nicholas Batum, and Isaiah Hartenstein. Uh so that is the lineup that the Blazers will face
0: next. And yeah, very good win to go down there and beat them. Uh send them to 0-3. Um Played some close games, but uh, I think this is a good test to our new system, and I would love to go make a statement down in L.A.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely love that for our first road game of the year. Let's look at some notable performances. As I said, Paul George had a big game in the loss, 41 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, 15 for 25 from the field, and a good night behind the arc. It'll be interesting to see who gets the assignment on him for the Blazers. You don't want to let him have a... That good of a game, Luka Doncic has a good game for the Mavericks. Almost gets a triple double. Jonas Valanciunas, uh, 20.17 rebounds, two assists for the Pelicans. He's in New Orleans now. Ricky Rubio in Cleveland now. Uh, another new face or another what? what what's the saying? Same face, new place, something like that. I don't know. Ricky <laughs> Rubio is there in Cleveland with a 23-point game in an upset win. And then CJ McCollum, 28 points, three rebounds, three blocks uh, in um, more limited minutes than he's used to playing. So that are that's some notable performances from across the league. Let's look at the standings. You got five undefeated teams in the Western Conference. That's Utah, Minnesota, Denver, Memphis, and Golden State. Uh, it'll be interesting to see which one of these teams last. It's hard to, uh, it's hard to predict it without knowing who these teams play next. Uh, but Portland is in eighth right now. Obviously, things are going to switch around a lot early on in the season. For the Eastern Conference, you got Chicago at 3-0. New York, Washington, and Charlotte are undefeated teams there. So uh, four teams that were lottery teams only about a year and a half ago are the only four teams left undefeated there in the Eastern Conference. Detroit, Boston, and Orlando have yet to get wins. Boston has not looked good early on this season with Eme Udoka. That was my guy who I wanted as our coach. I am happy that we got Chauncey Billups instead. It's still very, very early, but I, I am happy with Chauncey Phillips over Ema Udoka at this point.
0: My guy Keith Smith already had it with people. <laughs> yeah. um, he had a tweet the other day about you guys wanted you guys wanted a coach who would hold these guys accountable and make them play the right way, and now that you've got it, you're all one gone after two games. So, yeah, not people aren't happy in boston
2: yep the grass is always greener man (laughs) we probably would have
0: faced a lot of that same stuff had we had the opposite score tonight and looked Mm -hmm. really bad um so hopefully we finally got uh back on track here
2: yeah and it'll take boston some time to figure things out with their new coach so uh, i'm not gonna come to any conclusions with them or with any team with a new coach but not the start that they wanted to their season Let's look ahead at the next five games for the Portland Trailblazers. You got the Clippers on Monday. We will preview that game on Blazers Uprise Live, our second channel, going live around 3.30 p.m. We'll have the second edition of Picks Against the Spread to start that stream and then we will preview that Clippers matchup. If you want to go subscribe to our second channel, Blazers Uprise Live, link is in the description box below. Two of our next three games are against the Clippers. That's Monday and Friday next week. In between that, you got a game against Ja Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies. That game will be on ESPN. So the next two games are nationally televised. If, uh, you know, you're tired of root sports and uh, want to watch it on a different uh, platform, or maybe you have to watch it on a different platform. You got NBA TV and ESPN for the next couple of games back to root sports for the next three Clippers Hornets and the Philadelphia 76ers. Lots of different shades of blue on this graphic.
0: Yeah. Sir um, points out. <laughs> that's a very blue schedule. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it is a very blue schedule. Um, so yeah. What's your prediction for the Blazers record over this five game stretch? Eric and in chat, Leave your predictions as well. I'm curious to see what you think. What's your prediction for the next five games, sir?
0: Uh, I'm hoping for at least three and two. I think that's pretty realistic.
2: I think that's pretty realistic as well. Philadelphia will be interesting to see if they have Ben Simmons back. (laughs) Maybe that's the first game back with Ben Simmons. I think (sighs) three and two is realistic. I'm stuck between three and two and four and one. Four and one would be great. Start off the season at five and two, with a mm-hmm. tough first twenty games. Like that would be a great start. So I'm hoping for four and one. Uh, my head says three and two. My heart says four and one. Uh, yeah. The thing is, if we got blown out tonight, I'd be sitting here saying like two and three. You know, so yeah. it's it's hard to predict games early on in the season. We don't know what a lot of these teams are, but <clears throat> split the games with the Clippers at least, and then I think we're better than Memphis and Charlotte. With Philadelphia, uh, it comes down to are they going to be playing. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid has missed a lot of games against the Blazers as well.
0: I don't think Ben's going to play.
2: Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, Portland's played pretty well against Philadelphia. Last season, if you remember, they had a win against Joel Embiid and the Sixers team. It was on the road. It was basically exactly what this game is going to be. They didn't have Mm -hmm. Ben Simmons last year when we played him in Philadelphia. They had Joel Embiid, and Joel Embiid went off. We didn't have Damian Lillard or CJ McCollum or Anthony Simons if I recall correctly. Or Nurkic. And we started, like, Rodney Hood at point guard with Gary Trent Jr., Carmelo Anthony, Robert Covington, and Ennis Canner. and we beat them by 20. So, I mean, we've had the Philadelphia 76ers number uh, at least last season. So hopefully that continues to be the case.
0: Yeah, I think that's what makes this game Monday so critical. I think if you get that and then you come back home, then... You should have an advantage playing at home against both the Grizzlies and the Clippers. Now the Grizzlies are a scrappy team, much like the Kings, so we probably will struggle at times in that game. But um, all of a sudden, if you win those three games, though, and then you uh, head out on your first big road trip of the year, um, that seemingly would maybe make it a five and zero trip mm. possible or a five and zero group here possible, but. The Sunday of Halloween, uh, back-to-back the next day, that's probably going to be a tough one for the Blazers to win both of those.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's the start of an Eastern Conference road trip, the first of the season for Portland. So anything else you want to touch upon uh, in terms of this game tonight, Eric?
0: No, just uh, one of the more fun games I've watched in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, must not saying anything about previous coaches or anything like that. I just, I think it's so fun when you watch a team play defense and get out and run a little bit and it's not just one guy scoring all the time. You get contributions seemingly up and down the roster. Um, one guy we didn't mention at all, Greg Brown.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: str- struggles shooting the ball, but uh, really fun to watch him come in, have a nice dunk in a, in a real game and and play some minutes and just get his feet wet. Um but yeah, so uh just just a really fun game and uh I don't think it could have could have came at a better time for the Blazers cuz they really needed something like this to get their uh get their spirits up a little bit.
2: Yeah, I agree. This was a phenomenally fun game. I'm gonna rewatch part of the play-by-play stream I did over on the Valley Podcast. Just go to if you want to watch portions of that go to the search bar on YouTube. Search Valley Podcast. We did a live play-by-play stream. Me, Gabe, and Sundo. Sundo is the one who made the intro song which I don't think I unmuted for the intro so I don't know if the intro was <laughs> botched. I need to, to figure that out and get used to get used to getting the introduction right for these streams but he's the one who made the beat so shout out to him um lots of and funny moments end that stream though
0: as lots of people have mentioned in chat uh my beavers won today too so yeah you're great big, great game for me great good day.
2: day for eric man good day yeah. for me too because it was fun going on rip city yeah. radio 620 earlier yeah. today and then this game and it's been, a, it's been a pretty good Saturday, to say the least. So uh, good to cap it off with a Blazers win and a fun stream tonight. If you missed the start of the stream and want to listen to it back, maybe on the go tomorrow, maybe you're driving, maybe you're at work, whatever, the audio will be uploaded to Spotify. Just go search Blazers Uprise or search Portland Trail Blazers and go to podcasts and we will be there. So if you want to listen to us On the go, Spotify is a great way to do it. Uh, Other than that, make sure to follow us on Twitter. I'm at YT. Eric's at HoopsJock. The channel is at YT. Those are going to be down in the description box below. We'll be live again Monday with two streams for you guys. One will be live. one will be the post-game show. live is linked in the description box below. Anything else?
0: Uh yeah so trevin mentions the blazers are undefeated since you went on rip city radio so
2: yeah i guess i gotta call him up and say hey <laughs> you see i came on your radio station and you see that performance <laughs> hmm, i might have to be a regular thing i would love for it to be a regular thing um that would be something fun and uh it was dude it was exciting for me to see how excited people were for me you know what i mean like That meant a lot to me, the support that I got for doing that and the people that said it sounded good and whatnot, because I was nervous going into that. So uh, I was nervous the first minute or so, kind of botched the first answer, to be honest. But after that, felt like it was pretty good, felt pretty normal. You know, it's just a different element than this. And it was really cool getting off and uh, seeing how supportive people were of it. Uh, That meant a lot to me considering how nervous I was going into that in the first place. So I appreciate all you guys for your continued support for the Blazers Uprise movement. Uh, it means a lot to both me and Eric. I know it means a lot to Eric too. And uh, this community is rocking and rolling tonight uh, as we head into what should be a fun stretch of Blazer basketball.
0: Yeah. And uh, thank you everyone to tune in tonight. It was uh you guys have been great. Chat was cool uh, for the most part. A couple <laughs> a couple of crazy people but other than that um uh once again uh compared to previous years uh not a whole lot of trolling not a whole lot of people insulting others so appreciate you guys for at least trying to keep it civil in chat for the most part and uh for tuning into our shows and uh hope you enjoyed it
2: yep uh we'll got it we'll get a uh Game film breakdown up tomorrow. I'm going to start working on that after the stream. So if you want to watch that, make sure you're a channel member. Hit that join button below. And with that, that's a wrap for an awesome post-game stream. Awesome game from the Blazers tonight. Getting the 134-105 to 105 victory over the defending Western Conference champion, Phoenix Suns. With that, we're out of here. Have a good rest of your night. As always, peace out. Go Blazers.